0: Button, just in case. <laughs> Sue, what did I do? I'm sorry. What?
1: <laughs> what did you do? You sound louder.
0: Really? Yeah,
1: yes. than normal because I, I had to normalize the crap out of the file to pull you up in the I Andy know. interview.
0: I always have to be pulled up. Where is here? The I turn my sound schedule? down a little. Did that
2: help?
1: I don't know. You sound great though.
0: Good. It doesn't record me well. It's weird. Twenty-six to bad. Open!
3: Yay! Oh whoa! They redid this since I <laughs>
2: <Redid> <laughs> months ago. What?
3: I pulled that, so I, months ago when I was like linking all this stuff. I pulled this off for my Kindle, and I haven't been back since. And they've added graphics and several. Or Fern has added graphics and several other things. And I'm just like, oh,
0: it's shiny, shiny, <laughs> shiny, shiny. Let's see. Let's do this.
3: I definitely had a cat cat moment um, where I was. I went to Whole Foods to buy my beer and my and um, pouncer was out of food, so just like I have cat food, but not that kind of cat food.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Scott, I know I said I'd be late, but this is crazy. Here he is. Nope, that's not him. This is the other one. Is Ryan supposed to record? Here we go. We're taking yep. so death Thanks for the wedding. Cool. Does this, yes. does this
3: mean that you're you're looking at wedding stuff these days?
1: We actually just bought the wedding bands the other day. Ooh! Yay! Yeah, we went with tungsten carbide.
3: Nice. Very nice. I have no idea what Kat that.
1: And is. I, Kat and I were discussing Monty Python earlier. Uh, do you remember the <laughs> one where the laborer son comes home to his father, the playwright? Yes. And they say, How's it going down in the mines, Ken? Oh, it's not bad, Mum. We're using some new tungsten <laughs> carbide drills for the preliminary coal face <laughs> operation. Okay.
2: Tungsten okay.
1: carbide drill? What the bloody hell is tungsten carbide <laughs> drill? It's something they use in coal mining father. Oh, it's something they use in coal mining father. You bloody fancy talk since you left London.
2: <laughs> 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 oh.
1: I can quote too much Monty Python.
0: You can. So there's no such f- thing as too much. My Facebook is all wonky.
1: I'm sorry. What did I do?
0: You did, didn't. Did it's, they? Fa- it's gone they back force to the old. To- no, it's gone back to the old format. I don't have the ticker tape odd. in the right corner that always is up there. It's very odd.
2: Don't complain.
0: I'm
1: don't not, complain. I'm not
0: complaining. Just keep I'm just, going. I'm just.
1: Tell me what you did to get it back. I want it.
3: I know. I actually kind of, like, um, timeline... This is,
0: like, old stuff. What in the heck has that done? I'm gonna be right back. I need more beer. Okay. My poor mother. Very good. Blew out her other knee last night, so she's in all this pain. Oh, no. Well, she's not probably in pain, because she's hopped up on Vicodin at the moment. Oh, good. Get her on the podcast. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Thought about it. <laughs> Scott!
1: What is taking him so long?
0: Where'd he go? I
1: know I, I told him i might be know. a few
0: minutes late, but I don't know where Trisha is. I get the feeling people are, like, done with podcasting.
1: They're burnt out.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: I think you guys ought to just go to less rigorous, less scheduled, read the whole fic, take as long as you need to discuss it. Mm. And you might decide, hey, we don't have anything to say about this fic. It was really good. We recommend it. Yeah. So about Ryan's cats.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but you said so nicely in the bad fic that we are the only ones that actually, you know, started season four.
1: Well, you're on topic. You discussed the fic. Well, I mean, it's not truly fair because the first season of Poof was fairly on topic. Look at how they covered after the end and... um, You're like none other. But after that, it sort of went off the rails.
0: Yes, it did.
1: But, I mean, off-the-rails discussion can be fun. We are capable of being on topic if it's something we really want to talk about. Like, the bad fic episode was amazingly on topic. Mm -hmm. And it went all over the
3: place. It had fun. There you are. (laughs) We talked Welcome for back. four and a half hours. For, five <laughs> we and talked a half. for five and a half hours. <laughs> and we were, like, entirely on topic the
0: entire time. I know. I just wish Most that the this. feed was better quality. Oh. It's, it's hard to listen to. It really is. What I've been
3: doing lately, um, I have friends in within it? the city, I guess.
0: Ooh, Scott's back. I know. Scott is I'm trying back. to decide if I should just call him. I'm calling him. We'll see what he. I said, let me know if you're ready, and then I just decided to call him instead. So we'll see how ready he actually is. Ah, oh, he's almost ready. Sorry.
3: Scott. So I have friends. I have friends like within Chica- the area of Chicago. Actually, I don't just have friends uh, like live outside of Chicago.
2: Yeah. Um, uh-huh.
3: And they're really into enneagrams which are these, like, personality tests that, like, <laughs> like you could be, like, they're, like, it's, like, one through nine, and, like, you, like, take the test, and it tells you if you're, like, let me lo- load the various types. Um, but, like, mine turned out to be the challenger, and apparently I'm blunt, and I don't care about people's feelings. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
2: And all this I stuff, care and it's about like, oh.
1: people's feelings to a certain extent
4: All personality it's, tests have some things that are right and some that aren't And that one particularly, I think you have a, a major and a minor number And you sort of, you're this leading well, you this have, way or something like that
3: You yeah. have wings
1: Yeah, that's it you um, are the so- wind beneath my wings. <laughs>
3: oh god. <laughs> so, I'm going to link you guys to this because it's faster. Eh. Um, but my my ego fixation is vengeance. My holy ideal is truth. <laughs> my basic fe- fear is being controlled. My basic desire is self-protection. <laughs> And my temptation is thinking I am completely self-sufficient. Nice.
2: Quite And interesting. how do
4: you work these things out?
3: Uh, it says my passion is lust and my virtue is innocence.
2: <laughs>
1: well, that's an interesting combination.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, they the, seem to the, be...
4: Opposites, all of them. Yeah.
3: Yeah, but the, the passions and virtues are all like interesting combination. Like, um, the enthusiast is uh, gluttony and fear. Uh, gluttony and sobriety. The um, individualist is envy and equine- uh, uh, the emotional balance. Equanimity.
4: Yes. Equanimity. The loyalist is fear and courage. So yeah, they're opposites, or kind of continuum things or something.
3: But so they keep forward forming forwarding me more tests I'm just like I've taken the test twice It scored the same thing we don't have to keep take, taking the test
4: yep. I'll have to look at this have, yeah, uh, apparently you aren't really supposed to take like online quizzes and things with it you're supposed to really go through it in a workshop or with a book or things like that so you can work it out properly for yourself <laughs> I've never done yeah, it I either I don't actually know where I am
3: yeah it's definitely interesting but it makes, like, the challenger, quote-unquote, is it makes sense for me, I guess, so.
2: Mm.
3: Uh, but, yeah, that's been my week. That's, like, the one thing that's happened in my week. I have a life of unemployment. Such <laughs> <laughs> Things seem so much more interesting than they actually are.
1: I'm picturing one of those memes that's going around lately. Unemployment. What people think I do. What society thinks I do. What my parents think I do. What my friends think I do. What I think I do. What I actually do.
0: Yeah.
3: You know, the, the one thing that they actually need for for the, that m- meme that um, they haven't done yet is forensics.
1: Oh, God, yes. <laughs>
3: And I'm kind of tempted to like actually make one and be like, let me school you on what forensics actually does.
1: <laughs> do it, please. Yeah. Uh, I'll promote it.
0: There you go. Okay. Doesn't matter. I shouldn't be there okay. anyhow. I need to be on the fic because we have a whole bunch of chapters to do and it's already late. Made notes. Sky made notes, though. Death's read the story.
4: Scott made notes. Yeah, I read, read the story. Notes. How
0: about
3: that? I just didn't read. I didn't take notes on this.
1: Yeah, we have notes for stuff that we were supposed to cover tonight. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Castle's a wonderful show.
0: It is. Mom was watching it yesterday. Oh, was she? Yeah. And then she switched it for I guess she finished it and then we watched NCIS, and then after NCIS, Mom put on Jon Stewart, and then I got a frantic phone call from Kat because apparently we had an earthquake. Who knew? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I wasn't online Why? where I always am, so I must have been dead. <laughs> and so, well, call. that's what I—I—I I, I, I wasn't, I you know. Totally no, no, no. You had to—you you have to tell the story correctly.
3: I got your answering machine, and then I thought you were dead.
2: Oh, okay, yeah. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, because
0: I was just we're like crippled The phone rings. We look at each other. And <laughs> ah, if it's somebody that cares, they'll leave us a message. <laughs> you left a message. I got there.
3: It was really funny because I'm just like she's not online. Okay, I have to call her home phone, and if she doesn't go, uh, pick up the home phone, she's clearly dead.
2: Okay. <laughs> and I still. You no remind me so
4: much of Ryan 100 plus podcasts ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: and it's then the Ryan point. Ryan sends me a message. I never never get phone messages from Ryan I got a message from Ryan today but it won't open on my phone so I have no bloody idea what Ryan sent me so I sent him a little text message what did you try to send me it won't open, he's like I'll tell you later like okay, it must not have been important, I don't is he know. on Skype?
3: <laughs> <laughs> is now. he's still on Skype, you can ask him now he did come back
4: you never know
0: okay. oh jeez, 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 jeez what, what
3: Overflow of foam (laughs) Oh
0: yeah, too much beer
3: Not too much beer, it just Sometimes hits the thing wrong
1: Too much agitation
3: Well, stop
0: spitting in your bottle And it'll stop foaming I'm not spitting in my bottle
1: (laughs) Stop shaking the bottle
0: (laughs) (laughs) So while I suppose we should start this thing So we don't have to push it back anymore because I've already confused poor P.S. So
2: okay. It's not very keeps,
1: hard to do.
0: She keeps looking at the schedule, and I keep telling her, no, it's not right yet, I have to go change it again. She's like, well, hurry up!
2: <laughs> what What's she trying
1: that? to get
0: on? Yeah, So she's supposed to be on next week.
1: Uh, for the finale of Shifts?
0: For the finale of Shifts? Yep.
2: Very
1: good. Well, I've got a few thoughts on Shifts, so why not start the call? Okay. Or start the podcast, or do Something the intro, like or whatever that. the phrase is this week.
0: Whatever we're doing. Kat, do you want to stay until Kelly gets here? Once Kelly gets sure. here, we'll have too many people.
3: Yeah, you can kick me off when and Kelly gets here.
0: And then it'll go actually,
3: actually, no, kill, kick, kick me off now. I'm going to go do...
0: I should actually write tonight. Okay. Yay, well, for the writing. It was nice yakking at you. And it I really was. Do, do appreciate you have any? that you called to make sure I wasn't dead. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, you
3: Always know... Good to know. I, Sue, I really care about you. I really don't want you to die.
0: <laughs> In an earthquake that nobody felt <laughs> <laughs> Nobody worked at a clue. Well, nobody knew.
3: To be fair, so so you know, Mooney of course links me like ten thousand things a night, and I'm just like, you know, kinda ignoring it and it's just, like, Oregon, you got an earthquake. And I'm just like, Oregon, you got an earthquake? I must call Sue, but she's not on. Oh my god, like freak out. <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> so so Sue's not the moment. one with the near death situations. Sue has alpaca and chicken stories, but no Yellowstone stories.
3: No, but I, hey I now. Hey hey now. She did have that
0: runaway tractor. And I did have a tsunami the weekend that cat came to visit me. That was fun. <laughs> we were supposed to go to the coast, <laughs> and we decided it would be wise not to.
1: That's true to the colliding for for a good of Iowa. Go
0: yes, that's true. Yes. Scott brought his family mm-hmm. with him so that negated the colliding forces of Pofua. Apparently.
2: Yeah, uh, there,
4: there was a tsunami the day after we went to the coast. Or there was a mudslide or something. Yeah, yeah, there was a mudslide. It would have made it impossible for us to go to the coast anyway. But yeah. we it, so The we coast snuck, will come to you!
3: We snuck in there. Yeah. We made it. I'm coming to Boston in April. Watch out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> run for your life. Run!
3: Run! <laughs> uh, it should be fun but I'll let you guys go and and have fun all right do you have, have any general
4: thoughts on shifts have you read shifts
3: no I, I I was busy taking notes on castle and being all prepared for castle
4: well you'll be extra prepared next week then
3: yes so you know hey guess what I don't have to uh, I don't get to podcast around This is actually, this is the first year I'm not podcasting around my birthday
1: Ooh. Boo Happy birthday
3: I'm 23 <laughs> Woo
1: But I am drinking and I
3: will be part of the intro on this so, you know, I have I have been drinking on the podcast for every year since I turned 21 Okay, As long as you've done it, you
2: go.
4: good
3: to go <laughs> Yeah, that's all that matters <laughs>
4: The priorities.
3: But enjoy yourselves, oh, nice. and you can cut most of me out.
1: <laughs> Why would you, we do that?
0: Except for you what? playing in the beer foam, we have to leave that so we can prove that you were drinking. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes, the beer foam foam oh, has dear. gone down. I'm quite proud of it. Yeah, but now I'm put your finger now in? I'm going to no, just that's just that's nasty. That. I don't know where my
0: fingers been.
2: <laughs> that <laughs> right, just wait, made me intro You have to
0: wait for just another minute now because um <laughs> I have to Oh no.
4: What do you have to do? Start to the recording. I Um
0: I'm not reco- I'm, to- I'm not recording that until to- Ryan, what have you done?
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's Does always get- a good phrase.
3: This is, this is like Scott and the Knickers thing. Like I'm not repeating it. <laughs>
0: Okay, it's not as funny you as knew it. Never you mind, know it. nothing. He somebody sent him something that he thought was funny. I got it. I figured it out now. No worries. Okay, I'm ready.
1: I, I know something funny. You know so something there was funny? this guy who was supposed to record a podcast one night. Yeah. And
0: <laughs> you can yell at him if you want. He's he's home. It looks like.
1: Uh, okay. I know.
2: So. He I just said remember. to him. Well, no he so doesn't he remember. He doesn't, he doesn't,
3: and he also, it was supposed to be date night with Danielle, and apparently that got canceled, so I feel kind of bad, so I'm not going to, like, yell at him. Mm. But I definitely, Death, I like the, the square toasting flutes, because my opinion matters most of all.
2: Apparently.
1: <laughs> I think they're a little bit different. I've seen ones without bases that have the uh, a cradle to set them in. Something like that just seems like it would mm, be broken yeah. very easily.
0: Yeah, and it would spill really easy.
3: the fa- mm-hmm. The favorite um the the favorite rings that I've heard of is somebody got um, while loops enga- uh, engraved on the inside of the band. There are no coders on this.
1: <laughs> oh so, no! Oh, yeah. not seriously. Yeah. Am
4: I, like, way too late? My brain no, it, hurts I just, on um, that one. I was reading and missed what exactly you said. It took me a moment oh. to decode the phrase while loops, but yes. I have actually uh. taken that occasionally. I don't remember my context.
1: It's been so long since I've actually taken a programming course, but I know enough to
0: know that's bad. I have no idea what y'all are talking about, so I'm
2: just going <laughs> to sit here in my Just grow. Well,
0: it was like while alive, love, and then their
3: partner's name, and it's just like that's kind of creative, but I would not do that.
4: <laughs> it's uber nerdy.
2: Woohoo, geek! Of course, it's
3: uber nerdy. It's a programming nerdy. thing
4: where you set up this code so that while something is true, something else will happen. So if um, if somebody's well, checked X-4-0. this box, this section of the Page will show up if they don't have the box checked. Then it won't. Stuff like that.
1: Uh
3: huh. Okay. Well, someone very high expectations for the programmer.
1: The thing is that someone nerdy enough to understand that and to think of putting it on a wedding band is not someone likely to ever be getting married.
0: Oh,
4: that's <laughs> sad.
1: You never know. Programmers reproduce. Would you put it? Up? Would you per? <laughs> would you? <laughs> Would you put it on
4: your wedding band? No. No, but well.
3: I thought I I thought it was kind of actually a
4: programmer. I've just taken a programming course. You know, Uh, you know
3: there there are there are female programmers, death. You know, and and when a female programmer, (laughs) that one,
1: I I think they're an urban legend.
3: Yes, because (laughs) that's not the job that I tried out for.
1: No, see, I've. Been to a techie college before. I've taken the CS classes. I know that female programmers do exist, but they're so few and far between, they might as well not exist.
3: Yeah, basically. No comments. Oh, well. (gasps) Oh, goodness.
0: Oh,
1: goodness. Sorry, didn't mean to bring everybody down with that one.
0: You're going to make me cry now. You're making me think of NCIS last night, so that's all right. <laughs> what happened
3: on NCIS last night?
0: The nerds got together and started uh dressed up as superheroes and then went out and stopped crime. Really? Yes. They're they,
3: still doing that.
0: They were yes. It was funny. It was
3: such a tired plotline.
0: And then two people got killed and one of them was a navy guy and
3: because then it wouldn't, if it, a Navy guy didn't get killed, it wouldn't be NCIS now. Yeah, NCIS wouldn't, it. wouldn't
0: be there. Yeah, you would have no
1: episode.
0: There was a reporter, and the reporter is Tony's ex, the one that he was going to mm. marry. And, yeah, that was fun. And, and you just have to love it, it made my little heart squee. She has a son, and she went upstairs to pack and left the son with Tony, and the son had seen them kissing. And Tony's like, hey, how's it going? You like Harry Potter?
2: <laughs> and, <we're> like, yes!
0: <laughs> and he said, I don't like seeing you kiss my mother. <laughs> didn't talk about Harry <laughs> Potter at all, which made me sad, but
2: Aww.
1: Harry Potter got brought
0: in. At least he got a mention. I was happy.
1: Yeah. That
0: was good, I
1: love it. I like Harry Potter being mentioned in other things, it makes me happy.
0: Yeah, I was telling people the other day, I was listening to, I, I hate to mention what podcast it was. I was listening to a podcast, and they were interviewing somebody. And they asked if they had a sexual fantasy that hadn't been fulfilled. And she said, I always wanted to sleep with Ron Weasley. Uh, <laughs> I remember you it telling It's Meg the about second. <laughs> and I went, okay. You know, I was listening to it to put me to sleep. <laughs> And of course, when that started, I was like, do wide awake. And,
1: Don't want to go to sleep, gonna have nightmares. And
0: the interviewer's hey, like, hey. Rupert? And she's like, no, not Rupert. Ron Weasley. Did somebody say Ron Weasley? And the other, other interviewer said, just make sure Scabbers isn't around. And that broke out. Oh. That was it. <laughs> There's no more sleeping for me that night. <laughs>
2: Bad. Oh, dear. Hey. Oh, so uh, it hurts. Apparently. There's
3: there there's definitely a section of fanfiction that um deals with the fact that Ron slept with like a thirty year old man in his bed for <laughs> three years.
2: Yeah,
1: or that a thirty year old man slept in a teenage boy's bed. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that, that's exactly. a little more disturbing.
2: Starting to
0: get naughty. Yeah.
3: <laughs> when am I not I mean, naughty, to? Uh-huh.
4: <laughs> I mean, really. I don't know. I'm pretty sure uh, by by the point anyone would be wanting to sleep with Ron Weasley, Scabbers wouldn't be around because you know it was he was 13 mm-hmm. when Scabbers disappeared. So,
1: well, hey, yeah. I, I've had I, I've seen Harry. Uh, sorry, I've seen the Ron Hermione shippers go all the way back to first year defending their ship, so mm-hmm. you know you can't you can't say that. No no.
0: Death, did you happen <laughs> to s- see the Valentine's that my Hogwarts put out? I got very, very excited when Sue sent me the Valentine. Don't,
1: okay, okay. I don't believe so.
0: I'm going to type you the oh, one no. that I sent Jen from Jacob Malfoy. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: I remember From who? Did someone say Draco (laughs) Maldonado? Oh,
3: man.
1: It's just not right.
4: (laughs) That's really just not right. (laughs) Several of them have options like that. Uh, Yes. At least two or three have um, AVPM options, too. Mm
0: -hmm. See, that's not right. Oh, Mm. they were. Some of those were funny. I it, of it, out. It, it gets weird
3: when there's fans of the fandom and just like eh.
0: people
1: making the stuff kid, and they're a little kid. too much into the fandom.
3: I will say that one of these days I'm going to go on a rant um, about shipping wars and things, and it might be if you give me enough alcohol, it might be on the night that you know we do good fic, oh
1: or it could be on the follow up to bad fic. You never know.
0: You Mm. never know. Sounds like fun.
1: The bad fic discussion was so much damn fun. You guys, yeah,
0: it sounds like fun. You guys sounded like you had a ball with it. I I don't, like,
3: I I just remember, like, we we didn't even, like, it wasn't any work. It was just us talking.
0: Yeah. Well, Mm. and I loved at the end, Death Roll kissed everybody goodnight.
1: <laughs> and I said, I love you guys. No, that was it, yeah. <laughs> no, it was uh, both. It was both. Yeah, it was, was both. A kiss. <laughs> well, what's funny is that Kat was drunk enough to say she loved us too. Uh,
3: yes, I was.
1: And, and, and P.S. was like, I love you guys too. <laughs> Just going <laughs> along with it. Because she was medicated. I don't know what she was medicated with.
0: Yeah. I have no idea. I think it was just cold meds.
3: Yeah. But, but, wow, that was, and Kat, that was... Kat, that was,
1: Kat it was like, right? and for the benefit of the sober people on the call, which is P.S. <laughs> and that other person.
2: <laughs> Poor Rena.
3: Well, to, to be fair, to be fair, she left, like, four hours before. <laughs>
2: it was two.
3: And I, had, I, and I had had an entire bottle of <laughs>
2: oh
1: dear. Math on it, I figured out I was drinking a normal sized bottle of wine every three
4: hours. Wow. So I wasn't really it drinking. amazed you guys were at all coherent.
1: <laughs> was... I wasn't drinking excessively, I just drank a lot over a long span of time.
3: Mm-hmm. I yeah, I wasn't drunk. It was just, you know, we were. Very I don't know. That last,
1: they hour, I, that, that last hour, I was pretty drunk.
0: Well, <laughs> oh, in, man, it was so fun. Which one is it? One of the podcasts <laughs> that it must be the one that I'm editing right now because it, it stars Death Roll and P.S. Oh, boy. And at one point, P.S. says, I can feel myself being drunk. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is bad.
2: So bad. <laughs> myself being drunk.
0: Yeah. I, so I haven't. Being
2: drunk. I, I
3: I haven't told you where Scott yet, but one of my the, the, my oldest kid, I finally broke down and wrecked Pufflaw Exchange to her, and you know and she can was.
0: Pufflaw from Pufflaw Exchange, right?
3: Yeah, no, but she's eighteen in April. I'm not really worried about the explicit part. And she's, like, really into Doctor Who and and Babylon 5. I introduced her to Babylon 5, and she loved it, and Firefly and all that stuff. So I figured, like, it'd be okay for her to, you know, listen to Puffle Exchange, because she's not really all that into Harry Potter, but she likes the sci-fi stuff. Mm -hmm. So she listened to Drunk Cast, essentially. (laughs) And her reaction was verbatim, you have weird friends. Mm
0: -hmm. And my reaction to that was... I have weird friends because I'm weird. (laughs) Oh, well, here you go. If we're going to exchange teenage stories, my former student was online last night and I said, Ooh, give me your email address and I'll send you a Valentine card. And we were talking back and forth and I said something about sending Valentine cards and sending naughty ones. And he said, Oh, I bet you send it to Trisha. And I'm like, Oh, he's been listening to the (sighs) podcast. This is very bad. Very, very, very <laughs> bad. No, actually, I sent it to Jen. Trisha got Snape.
2: Go on.
4: I Everyone her should scream. have Snape. Yeah, well. Trisha's <laughs> and Heather song. got Oliver, of course.
0: Yes. Did you send her one too, Scott?
4: No, I didn't end up okay. doing it. I and Kat got, got the yes. weaver twins. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: They didn't have one with just Fred, or I would have sent you that. But
3: mm-hmm. It was so sad. Why do they always put the twin, the twins together? Fred is so much cooler than George. Aww.
0: Why did Fred have to die? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs>
1: because he was too spent. cool to live.
0: He was too cool to live, yep. Fox ears, fox ears, fox ears. Yes, I know, fox ears. Yep. There's another one. <laughs> Where Fred lives. really? Well, it's the one that, it's one of Pika's, and one of them dies, but we don't know which one, and then comes back and inhabits the other one's body, and they... Talk back and forth
3: that's, No, that's just weird.
1: Oh, oh wow. That's, that's I think I've read sounds that like a bad fix.
0: It's actually kind of fun.
1: Okay.
3: It sounds like fun, but it, it sounds like not such a good fic. I actually Yeah, it sounds like say it say could
1: be a bad fic.
0: Yeah.
3: I um I'm I definitely struggle with who I'm gonna kill in my fic. Like
2: this is definitely like
3: one
0: of those like I don't wanna kill. Except them for Hermione. I them. He didn't have any trouble killing off Hermione.
1: I didn't have a plot for her. <laughs> <laughs> I did not have a secondary subplot for her.
3: I, I will say that I am I am like that with one of the main characters in my deck.
1: <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Kat. Tell us all how much fun it is to write Hermione.
3: Oh, I hate writing Hermione so much. She's so whiny. <laughs> let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. I'm just—I uh, uh, want to strangle her at this point. Like, ser- like seriously, it's just like n- what? Wa-
0: <laughs> oh
4: dear! She's, she's <laughs> reduced about herself.
0: Go right, cat. We'll start this podcast. Or Deathrow's going to be up all night. Okay, yeah. I oh, just whatever.
1: Up, me- I have. I have nothing to do tomorrow and after the day I've had. Oh, my God.
2: That's right. <laughs> Did they know you, you anyway?
1: Uh, no, no. The, uh, the people that I was supposed to meet with uh, had other things to do. So it was, uh, for those who don't know, um, let me what just say, when that? you're going to a job interview, double and triple check what time you're supposed to be there because I arrived 30 minutes late for my job interview today.
0: Yeah, that
2: sucks.
1: Mm. Not good. No. Nope.
3: Okay, I'm going to go write and try not to kill off her money because I really okay. want to. <laughs> uh,
4: I'll help you out if you want to. That's okay. Just write up, a AU chapter, get it all out, and then go back to the real thing.
3: She's actually not the person that I want to kill off, but
4: yeah, well, I'm not spoiling for But she'll for tonight. take a
1: good substitute.
3: I yeah, answer. I just kind of envisioned me, like, torturing her for a while. Stop asking questions!
4: <laughs> I'm imagining a series of um, side stories where various characters die whenever they're being annoying.
3: Ooh, ooh, oh, uh, this is like crack. I have an, I have a plot bunny now. Goodbye, guys. Right. Oh, goodbye. You're welcome.
4: Bye.
1: Reminds me of the cracky sort of fic that myself and my first beta started writing many years ago uh the curse of loki trickster the seventh year post voldemort fic uh, in which the slytherins are bored so they decide that they're going to have a little contest to see who can kill ron in the most creative way possible and loki gives ron nine lives so that they can do it
2: oh good god we only
1: We only got through five chapters or so. I think the best by far is when uh, Goyle squeezed his head until it burst like a melon.
2: Ooh, yuck. I didn't say the cleanest.
1: I'm not sure
4: that's even physically possible, but
1: maybe. Everything is possible for Goyle, man of action.
2: (laughs) Goyle rules!
1: (laughs) Well, you know what I think? I think I need some chamomile before my
4: slumber. (laughs) Oh, boy. So, I think the fun part of that.
0: (laughs) For January 25th, this is episode 159 of Potterfick Weekly. Welcome to the place where the story never wins. Happy birthday, Kayla! The next time,
4: yeah! Previously on Potterfick Weekly...
0: Where would you like to start, Sue? <laughs> well, let's start at the beginning.
5: That would be awesome! My resolutions for this Potterfick weekly season is not to snort.
0: Welcome to Potterfick whatever. Oh, Scott. Did so we, we lose Scott?
4: <laughs> okay, what did I miss? No, am, am I surrounded kid? by Hufflepuffs?
0: You Yes, are. yes you are. You are. <laughs> Apparently, I'm Jen, and I don't know my outfit.
5: No, she's the poster child for our
0: podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think I need more meds. My meds have kicked in, I can tell. Sure. <laughs> I think that's two. That could possibly be three. Moving right along. I felt like a rock star. Just really big knickers.
4: Pants are your underpants, not oh. trousers. Hotterpick Weekly, defining strange terms for your edification. <laughs> and I was planning on getting ravished anytime soon. Really, honestly.
1: <laughs> Saxon snorkaxe! Two of my favorite
4: subjects. I love Snake. You are quite possibly clinically insane. In the nicest sense of the word, of course. <laughs>
2: we'll always laugh before the end. think
4: Weekly, please. Where the story never ends.
2: Mm-hmm. Welcome we to the quickly, everyone. <laughs> Keep going, Scott. Keep
0: going.
1: <laughs> I'm Scott. I'm Sue. And I'm Death Roll.
0: I really wanted you to say, and I'm Death. <laughs> okay.
4: And I'm Death. There you go. Death has come to claim us all. <laughs>
1: I've already claimed Trisha. I've already claimed Kelly, who knows
4: who will be next.
2: <laughs>
4: so this week we're so covering we chapters 23, uh, 26 through 32 of Shifts, unless we get going really well and blaze through everything, but uh, we're expecting not to because, you know, we're us. Um,
0: <laughs> and we're already an hour late.
4: <clears throat> well, there is that. Yeah, well. So things pick up in chapter twenty-six with um, scrolling to the top of my notes. Ah, yes, Remus and Tonks have just had their first major case, and she wants him to promise that he won't regret anything. And he says, "Absolutely, of course." And then he goes home, and he immediately starts to panic. Of course he does. <laughs> He's
0: Remus. That's what Remus That's does. What he-
4: what he always does. Oh my
1: God! I'm a werewolf, and can I possibly indulge in this?
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. And he has weird allegorical dreams involving a park, mm-hmm. which is
2: yeah.
0: Dappled but there you go. Gold and bathed in sunlight. Mm. Yeah, and I love that it has students from both Hogwarts and Smeltings playing games together.
4: That was cute. Yep.
0: And, and it's got all the, you know...
4: Switching back and forth between Dora and Dora Lewis, and yeah. Mm-hmm. The Weasleys are having a picnic, uh, McGonagall's watching a flower braiding exercise, James and Lily and Peter and various other people were there, and yeah, yeah all mm-hmm. sorts of stuff.
0: Yeah, and and Remus is, you know, just going home, and Neville comes and says, honestly, Professor, it's just a bogurt And he ridiculouses it, and it goes away, although it doesn't laugh, so... Or Remus doesn't laugh, but... Yeah.
1: It's a dream like, sequence. It doesn't have to work.
0: It doesn't have to be right, so... hmm But he goes over to her place after school every day and stays for a couple hours, and they talk and hold hands or sit on the sofa with their arms around each other.
4: And, <laughs> and they have a little bit of trouble coming up with stuff to talk about instead of just sitting there cuddling and kissing the whole time. Mm-hmm. So. This is weird. What? How do we do that?
1: Well, I get the sense that Tonks really doesn't mind all that much. Oh, no. we, oh, we have nothing to talk about. Oh, isn't that a shame? Okay. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I, I get the sense she doesn't try very hard to come
4: up with conversations.
0: Yeah, that's true.
4: Yes. And now when Dora Lewis comes to for lunch, she kisses him on the lips instead of the nose when she leaves, which mm-hmm. is a major thing, at least in his mind. Yes.
2: hmm
0: And then we have uh, Harry's quibbler. Harry Potter speaks mm-hmm. out at last and tells the truth about he must not be named and what happened the day he returned and everything.
4: hmm and, and there's uh, a whole big meeting and all sorts of uproar at Grimmel Place and... Yeah. And the whole thing, hearing it again, um, although I think he must have heard it before, reading it in the paper somehow makes Sirius furious about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And he just lashes out at everybody and Tonks ends up slapping him in the face because uh, he's being mean to Remus and all sorts of stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: He's taking it out on Remus because who else does he really have to take it out on?
0: Right. And mm-hmm. then it turns out that he could take it out on Creature which isn't
2: good.
4: Mm-hmm. No.
2: And he uh, One thing that
4: I've had the
1: question about Creature reading through the whole thick, and I have read the whole thing, and I don't have any notes, so I'm going to rely on you guys to hold my hand as we go through this, but why was he never forbidden to touch anything? The problem is he's always running off and uh, stealing this or that. How can we? Sirius hasn't forbidden him to touch anything?
0: Well, he can't forbid him to touch anything, because then how can he clean or whatever it is he's doing?
1: He doesn't and, clean, though. Uh,
0: yeah. And they don't know. They just think he's hiding. He's actually going off to the Malfoys.
1: Right. And, and, and after him- all the trouble that Sirius has finding him the first time, shouldn't his next order be, you will always come immediately when I call you?
0: Yeah, I know. That's what I would think, too. I Yeah, it's kind of. And a I, know, I
1: know the author is restricted by the canon plot, and it's just, it's.
0: Right, and and I'm saying that it's the the canon that's kind of got the pothole because that's how J.K. wrote it. Right, that's how J.K. wrote it. She didn't write it where he was there all the time, and Mm. you know where Sirius forbade it because that's not what she had in mind. She needed these other things to happen, so Fern's Mm kind of stuck with it because she is writing this as alongside. And so yeah and that's kinda...
2: one of the
1: things I really like about it, but unfortunately, it does mean that we are stuck with Joe's plot holes because mm-hmm. for these ones we can't explain them way. Well, the characters um there's a trope for this. I don't recall what the official namer is, but it's the character is dumb because the plot has to happen
2: mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's frustrating I can to can think read of
4: like that yeah I can think of two reasonings for it. Um... One is that Sirius doesn't want to think about Creature all that much. He only ever orders him to do something when he's directly getting in his way. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the other one is Sirius is also an old-style pureblood, however much he um, has rebelled. He grew up with house elves as a part of life, and of course you don't order them not to clean things, therefore. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, stuff like that. You can't restrict the usefulness of your elf. Uh, I don't know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I kind of see it as he hates Creature so much. Or it's not even that. He's so indifferent to Creature because Creature reminds him of his mother and the house and all of that stuff that Mm -hmm. he wants nothing to do with him and he would just rather ignore him and not deal with him until something like this happens and then he just lashes out. And then he kinda goes back to ignoring him and instead of doing what you know, you suggested, ordering him to leave things alone or whatever, he just doesn't it doesn't even occur to him. Okay. And
1: But it seems to be that even um, and I don't recall if it's in these chapters particularly, so if it is cut, but the instance where creature upsets the desk and all of Sirius' research notes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Been here. go all yeah. over the place it seems to me that would be the perfect opportunity. You do not touch anything unless I specifically tell you to touch it. Yeah, And, and it seemed like, I mean, I, I know his touching things and his sneaking out of the house is tied to the plot, but it just seems like that, uh, the author has written a situation here where the logical follow-out is something so- of that nature. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. So they have written a, a plot element in here that doesn't work with the establishment we've been given. I don't know, mm-hmm. just a thought.
0: I don't know either. Just yeah, he. I thought of something while you were talking, and I of course have lost it. Something about him, you know. At least order him not to touch. Oh, I know what I was going to say. He he reverts back to his mistress's orders as often as he can, and I know that. Remus is, or Remus, Sirius is technically his master, but he reverts back to what she said, is, you know. So I think he kind of gets away with it that way, too. You know, oh, well, the painting re- remanded your orders. The painting told me I could kind of a thing, you know. Mistress. Mistress told me I could. <laughs> creature. Creature. Master
1: orders you to not listen to the painting anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no!
1: Yeah. Mistress,
0: Mistress told me I could.
1: <laughs> That's not Mistress. That's a painting of Mistress.
0: Mm. Yeah. Well, sometimes I wonder if he knows that.
1: Mm. If Creature knows it that, does, I don't it. think he does. No,
0: mistress maybe? has transported herself
1: into the second dimension.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> mistress is mm. wise
1: and powerful. <laughs> yeah.
4: It's a good point. It's not something that um, I'd ever know particularly, but yeah, you would think he'd be a little smarter about that.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: I guess I'm doing some of the similar thing. I basically ignore Creature until he shows up and bothers me and then he goes away again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the way it works. So he ends up, because Creature taunts him, and he ends up throwing him into the stones of the hearth and bruising his hip pretty bad. And mm-hmm. that kind of snaps serious out of it a bit, because he's you know, I didn't mean to do that. And Doris says she'll check on him, but yeah, that's not going to work. And, you know, Doris says he's got to learn, meaning serious, he's got to learn to control his temper. And Rebus is like, do you think? Well, keeping
1: creature around isn't going to facilitate that. No. I don't know. The the whole thing with creature just bothers me because in the canon, one of the... Well, why don't they just free him? And it's because he knows too much. Mm -hmm. Well, why don't they just logically follow that train of thought and confine him as much as possible, restrict him from being able to spy on the order, demand that he stay in an o- unoccupied room at all time.
0: Well and, and i don't they know, kinda I, do I that I ask
1: these sorts of logical questions. Right. They kinda mm-hmm.
0: do that in um, canon when they send him to Hogwarts. But right? I'm remembering this right. They do send him to Hogwarts.
4: I think so. Him. Him. Yes, um, it was him. Creature.
0: Creature. When after Sirius dies, though, when Harry inherits him, do they send R- him to Hogwarts? Crickets. Creature. Yeah, because he and Dobby. Who are the canon? I know.
2: <laughs>
0: he and Dobby <laughs> are the ones that are following Malfoy around to try to find out where where he's going when he's going up to the Chamber of Secrets in Book Five. Mm-hmm. Get Room him. of Requirement. Room of Requirement. Yes. Sorry. Um.
1: So. And in book six, you mean? Because Harry and his gang were the ones using the Room of Requirement in book five. Okay. Um, I thought that was just Dobby.
0: No, I think Creature was there, too. Okay. Right. We'll it's been to so
1: long since I've read Half-Blood Prince and Deathly Hallows that I would need to refresh myself on them.
0: All right. Well, you guys go back to mm-hmm. the thing, and I'll pull a PS and I'll Google it.
4: But anyway, we, yeah, we move on to Smeltings, where... Uh, Remus starts Dudley's defense lessons, basically, which are um, recognizing wizards and witches. And um, Dudley contributes, possibly pounding them if he can manage it. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's his that basic scene response. Just reminded
1: me, it seemed like Remus was like, "Now this <laughs> is how to recognize a wizard from quite a long way away." Calling to mind the Monty <laughs> Python's get about how to recognize different types of trees.
2: One... The Larch. The Larch. I'm
1: just thinking, The Wizard Larch. (laughs) Uh, I don't think I've seen that one. I have to find that. It's one of the more hysterical ones. And they just over and over again show the same tree. The Larch.
0: So he, mm-hmm. he he is there for the Battle of Hogwarts, because he's the one that leaves leads the house elves out. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Here we
2: go.
0: Creature, have you seen this before? Yeah. This the house.
4: Sirius left all his belongings, including Creature, who his godson, who had no desire to have anything to do with Creature, ordered him to work in the kitchens at Hogwarts with the That's other house elves. At Dumbledore's suggestion.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There we go. So they could have, at some point done something like that, but they didn't think about it or
4: whatever. Yeah. Serious never thought of it, because, you know, it's, he's a black house elf. You're not going to send him off to Hogwarts. Why would you do that?
2: Mm-hmm.
4: I don't know.
1: <laughs> they could have
4: done something
1: it's with it. It's one him. of those instances to of, keep him from learning all of these secrets. Because it's it's one matter of, okay, he has the secrets and could potentially tell them so we can't let him go, but mm-hmm. how about you keep him from learning the secrets in the first place?
2: Right
4: well that's kind of hindsight thing. But, but, yeah, true. I, I know but it is and I they don't They really didn't do, do a lot at uh Yeah. You know, they weren't they didn't um, take a lot of time and effort preparing Grimmel Place as a headquarters for the Order of the Phoenix. It just just sort of a meeting place. It was there. They oh, no, had well, their meeting me odd,
1: favorite. And it comes yeah. down to another case of because the plot says so if all it takes for a secret meeting place is the Fidelius charm, they could have used a room at the Leaky Cauldron.
2: Mm-hmm. It
1: didn't have to be a grim old place. Yeah. Don't get me started. Oh, I could well. deconstruct the cannon all night.
0: Well, at the end of this little bit, after Sirius has struck Creature and they're all kind of not really sure what to do with themselves, Remus um, and Sirius are talking, and Sirius is saying, I, I didn't mean to do that to Creature. And Remus said, You've got to control your temper. And Sirius is like, How angry are you? And he says, I'm not as angry as I should be. If I were a hot headed adolescent, I'd have had to have hit you for insulting Dora. And that's when it comes out that he knows that the two of them are seeing each other. And Remus wants to know how long he's known. He's like, "Oh, since Christmas." I assumed you'd tell me when you were ready. And Remus
2: is like, "It's only been a week."
0: And he's like, "Yeah, right. Sure. That's what you think."
1: If you want, if that's the official
4: version, then I'll agree with it. But I know better.
2: Yeah.
4: Mm -hmm. Well, and I mean, Ted has already said earlier, "I want to know any details." She's my daughter, but you know, I think she's good for you. And that was there conversation there.
1: He's figured it out. Like myself and my fiance Catherine, we met in a work environment and got to be good friends, but everyone at work thought that we had something going on and then we started dating and now we're engaged. So it's a self-fulfilling prophecy.
4: That happens fairly often in fics. I guess it must happen fairly often in real life as well for it to show up so much.
2: Hello.
1: Hi.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> 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 yeah, that's you know that's what I, I like my life feels like right now.
2: <laughs>
0: uh huh. I understand you have a pufa story. Okay, yeah, quick
5: pufa story for you. Sorry, of all the drama that's going on in my life right now, I was like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I bet I can talk. Okay, that's not bad. Go ahead.
5: <laughs> yeah, oh, no, my best friend just got kicked out of her house, and I had to go move her right now. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> well. yeah, yeah, that's why That's. Why I'm calling you on my phone. Okay, the best proof of story in the world. All right, y'all know that I like to run. Yes. So I, w- mm-hmm. I went running today, came back hu- Came back to the office, cleaned up with my baby wipes, because it's too long for these people. So I do the baby wipe thing. And so I come back. I'm feeling a little sore. I'm like, oh, I got this new Tiger Balm stuff. I'm like, I'm going to try this out. So I go back and I go back in the bathroom, and I, I rub it on my legs. And, and a lady that I work with, she, I'm like, oh, I'm trying this new Tiger Balm. She goes, oh, my husband uses that. It really smells. I'm, I'm smelling it. I'm like, it's nothing bad. It's a little menthol nothing bad. Get to my office. Get to my cube. I'm like, holy shit. My legs are on fire. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh my god, it really fucking hurts, but it feels good. And then I, and I hear someone going, "What's that smell?" I'm like, "Uh, crap. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Like, ah,
5: no one's here. And I'm like, then I had to go and help a guy out. And the guy, the guy, I go and I go to his cube, and he's like what is that smell? I'm like, it's me. Okay, it's me. It's Tiger Bomb. <laughs> then I pass the mouse and one of, one of one of one people I don't even know, they're like, what's that smell? I'm like, oh God. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> You're like a
5: commercial like, or
2: something. I don't know.
5: <laughs> and I talk to my cube and then all of a sudden I go, I get like four people going, I miss that smell. I said smell. I'm like, okay, people, it's me. I put Tiger Balm. They're like, what's Tiger Balm? I go, it's like Ben Gay, but it, it's a lot better. And it, my legs are on fire. And the girls like, my God, it smells. I'm like, yes. She goes, you would be a great. She goes, you're like a m- weapon of mass destruction with that. Smells like pepper gas. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, after this, so I go, I go back to, I go back into the bathroom, get the baby wipes out, so I clean, try to clean that off. The stuff burned even more when you try to clean it off.
2: Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh yeah,
1: you're playing
2: alcohol.
5: <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, baby wipes in this bottle. What the hell are you doing, you stupid idiot man? Sorry, I'm driving. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, these are I'm like, okay. Well, they're all, then I get like five people come back to my, back to my cube and go, they're all like, what is that? What is that smell? I'm like, it's me. Okay, it's me. I'm going to put a big old sign. They go, I put Tiger Balm on and I will never do it again. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> so, I go back into the bathroom, so I go back into the bathroom, wipe off my legs again. Then take, take the wipey and wipe off the insides of my pants just in case.
2: Oh man. Yeah,
5: never ever ever again.
0: <laughs> How do your legs feel? How do they feel fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> that was such so, a gen line right there. It was so perfect.
1: <laughs> so so what's the verdict? Was it worth it?
0: Oh, yeah, it was so fucking worth it. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> it was. I just, because I, I had someone complain that I take too long during lunch. And so I stopped taking, sh- so I had to stop taking a shower. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? You can just smell me for all I care. But I'm like, you know what? I kind of would like to get, so that's why I did the baby wipes thing. I just felt so bad. <laughs> the, I, um, I, the girl beside me, I'm like, Lindsay, I promise I won't do that again. She goes, my God, Trisha. She goes, it was like getting hit by mustard gas or something. I'm like, how in the world would you know about mustard gas? She's like, She's like, yeah, good point.
0: The tiger, it's not that bad. It's mental. I mean, this
5: stuff, oh, I mean, after all, I smelled like a cinnamon stick.
1: <laughs> Who doesn't like cinnamon?
2: <laughs> People that <Yeah>! were Patricia. <laughs> I,
5: said, I mean, you just told them, they were like, I had this one guy, he was like, I mean, across, I mean, across the office. He goes, I could smell it at my, at my cube. I mean, he's literally probably 100 feet away. And he was coming in like like a little dog. He's like he goes in my neighbor's cube and comes in, and hits mine. Like I think it's you, but then he goes in the other neighbor's cube and see if it smells in there. I'm like, I know it's me. Leave me alone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow, sounds like fun.
5: Oh yeah. Then I have dinner. I'm like, all oh, right. I'm like I went to the boy and I ran again. And I'm like, all oh, right. I'm going to get this done. And or. And maybe, I'm like, I'm going to go, be, I'm like, I can't wait to tell Sue and, and everybody else about this. And my girlfriend's like, my mom kicked me out, come get me. I'm thinking, oh, shit, I don't know where you live, where your mom lives. <laughs> so she's giving me, she's giving me the address and I'm trying to find it on GPS, on my phone, and I can't find it. And it's just like, she's crying. And I'm like, oh, my God.
2: <laughs>
5: where did you put her? Um, she's not. She's not with me. Uh, she has. She went. She has another house that is. Is a really big drama. Okay. I mean, when I say drama, huge drama. But she has somewhere else. That I just had. To, I came and got her her stuff. Oh, and then the ki- the kids let the cat out, so we had to find. We had to go find Mister Fluffer Pants. That's the cat thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> What's the cat's name? Mr. Flufferpants. <laughs> <laughs> this
0: is wrong.
2: <laughs> I'll tell you how wrong it
0: is. Alex just gave me a dirty look.
2: <laughs> no, you can you call Mr. Flufferpants. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, like, my day is
5: just like, like, i was having such a nice day, too. And now I'm like, oh, well, I I'm, I, I, I almost killed everybody in my office with the tiger bomb, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shut up, Albert. He's in the back, he's laughing at me. Hi, <laughs> right. It's okay, it is. Sue says hi. Hi, Sue. Hi, Sue. There you go. <laughs> So he's not even in bed. <laughs> we're we're so, we're at the light, waiting to get, waiting for the light to change so we can go home.
0: Okay. Well, we should probably hang up on you so you can drive safely without running people over. And and we can. No, right.
2: It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. I, I'm
0: from Oregon, where you're not allowed to drive and talk on the cell phone. So this this is very bad for me.
5: Uh oh. Well, we're, we can we do that for now. My. That's okay But oh, Okay I'm sorry I kind of abandoned you But like I said Life just went
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, it sounds like an emergency And, and it's cool and... Okay Thank I you. love this story How about that You what
2: mm-hmm.
0: you I love this story, story. <laughs> Yes you had a perfect story She
4: loves She loves this story I
0: love shifts I think it's what You love shifts I know this is your story No But I'm missing it <laughs> Okay.
4: Well, and did you by our
0: Tricia? Did you hear Jen's news? Oh yes, she's pregnant. Yes, yes. very. Yay! Okay.
4: It's very exciting.
0: Just check it. Yes.
4: Yeah.
0: I'll live just my just by care, our track sure. record.
4: We'll still be going by the time you get back. So you know. <laughs> yeah.
0: If you you know settle in and you want to call and talk with us for a bit, you're welcome too. But I, yeah, I might just so I can unwind. I'm thinking about having a beer. That's cool.
1: You can join <laughs> me.
5: That's had one. I've had okay. my mics. Yeah, I, have, I think I have some mics left. If not, I have a yingling. <laughs> yeah.
1: But, all I'm right, a little thank more you. I'm than more halfway through my bottle of Shiraz.
5: I don't even know what the hell that is.
1: <laughs> Shiraz?
5: Wine? Yeah, is yes. that wine?
2: Okay. Yep. Red.
5: Red? Yeah, I can't do yep. Red wine.
0: It gives me uh,
2: Yeah, mom too. Yeah, yeah, I'm still in my fuck-out
1: clothes I only drinking yet. the one bottle.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, that's
5: well, good. He's sure. All right. Well, I'm home, so oh, I can with this
0: dude. Get your kid out of your bed.
5: bed. Yeah, I gotta get him to. Yeah. <sighs> oh, we left the light on too. That's good. Yeah, I got. Oh, we won't go in the dark in the dark apartment. There you go. But
0: all right. Well, hopefully, we'll hear from you in a little bit. Okay. Thanks. I'll See talk you to you soon. <laughs> bye-bye.
1: Bye bye. 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 Ah!
0: Oh,
1: oh boy That I was feel, entertaining
0: <laughs> I feel like we've been talking to Jen <laughs>
1: <laughs> Checking in with Trisha. <laughs> oh dear I got disaster and drama
0: <laughs> uh, Was there a thick We we just can there yep, can't yep, even there get was. through this It's terrible
1: uh, It's okay uh, somebody bring up a plot point, quick. <laughs> uh,
0: Remus considers <laughs> showing Dudley the quibbler, but decides that even though he's doing magic lessons with him, it's probably not a really good idea. And probably not. He's, uh... Not. He
4: has his recognizing wizards tutorial, and uh, decides to pound them there in the park. And then, uh, Remus goes off Aldrin and meets up with Oliver for a little while. I have marked down in my notes, Heather's favorite scene ever.
2: <laughs> yes.
4: <laughs> Remus and Oliver in the same scene.
2: Woo! Woo!
4: Doesn't get sexier than that.
0: <laughs> yeah. And,
1: uh. And there's nowhere to go from there. <laughs> yeah, well, it,
0: they're talking about That's whether the end uh, of Peter the is alive, right and, and Oliver says, and the ministry won't listen to you because you're, a uh, you know, and Remus is, like, beginning to think that. Uh, you know, is now a uh, symbol for a wizard. And then he realized that it meant werewolf because he's so used to (laughs) dealing with Dudley that, you know, poor Remus,
4: he's confused. I love this bit, though. He heads back, uh, or no, I guess um, time passes. They have dinner and so forth. But on Wednesday night, he heads back to Grimal Place and well, Berger starts off on her usual thing, and Phineas shows up in the portrait and just stops her. Cold. He's the only one who's ever been able to do that. He just shows up and says, Oh, you're tires. Yeah. <laughs> and she is just shocked and quits. Yeah. She
1: has. That was a uh, serious mother uh-huh. that he stopped. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, I like that. Yeah. And, and it, as I remember it now. Um, I did like that because he is her ancestor. Right. She was raised to revere her ancestors. So he tells her to shut up and she has to do it. She does
2: it. Yeah. You're yeah. Tiresome.
1: And, and the other fun to be called, bit called bit. yeah, go ahead. To be called tiresome is is it's being called gauche. It's something that the upper crust does anything to avoid. Right. Mm. You don't want to be boorish. Or common.
0: Oh no, that would be bad.
1: I'm picturing someone with a snooty nose in the air and the perfumed silk to avoid smelling the commons. Mm, Yes, yes. Goodness,
4: can't possibly do
1: that.
0: Uh, I love (laughs) that he uh, delivers a message from Dumbledore saying that he wants to see Remus. And that as he leaves, he's like, carry on. (laughs)
2: <laughs> carry on, Walrus, <while> <laughs> as he leaves the portrait. He starts
4: up again. Starts yeah. screaming.
1: Exactly. Well, well, um, he's here and he has business. You be quiet. And now I'm leaving. So carry on.
0: Yeah. So Snape is on his way.
4: Mm-hmm. With which fact Sirius is delighted. Mm, yes. Sure. Isn't he always?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Remus manages to gather the Weasleys and Fleur and Dung and Kingsley and Hestia and Daedalus and Emmeline and Elpheus. That's a list. Well, of course, Dora's coming on her break. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Right,
1: because break is long enough to attend meetings.
0: Apparently. Well, if it's a lunch break, you might be able to pull it off.
4: Yeah. So they have their meeting and Snape is Snape and, um, yeah, they talk about, you know, various things about Prophecy, and how Voldemort now knows nobody can pick it up except him or Hany, so there's -hmm. really little point in guarding it anymore.
0: Right. That gives him a little bit of a break. Mm
4: -hmm. Don't they decide that they're going to continue guarding it anyways? I don't think so. They all get various assignments. Um, Sirius is assigned to go through all the stuff in the attic and see if we can track down any. Properties Bellatrix might have, and various other stuff like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Bill is supposed to look in Peter's vaults. Arthur is supposed to go and see if he can find any more stuff related to Tom Riddle, um, various things like that. Right. And Mo- Molly has to do on site stuff because Volor now knows what Arthur looks like.
0: Yes. So if Arthur finds something, then Molly's going to go and see if there's anything there. So that he doesn't get, so that Arthur doesn't get recognized.
1: Wouldn't you think that he would know what Arthur looks like and what all of the yeah. various members of the order look like? Because I'm sure Peter conjured up memories and said, "This is this person. This is this person." Yeah,
0: probably, but I don't think They'll there's be anything about you.
4: that. Yeah, they're ruling out Arthur because. He's been seen most recently, like he was witnessed through the eyes of the snake. So. Yeah,
0: because after the snake attacked him.
2: Mm,
4: yeah.
0: And then Remus talks to Kingsley and says, we need to share more information, and I want to be able to meet with you and Dora and Mad-Eye on a regular basis. Can you schedule it? And and he says, well, since mad not really on the schedule, he's retired. <clears throat>
1: <laughs> that makes things a little yeah. easier. And, yeah. This is Speaking of Mad-Eye being retired... Um, If you do the math out, we've previously determined that Tonks finished school the year before Harry started. Mm -hmm. So she was leaving just as he was coming in. They didn't share any time. And if the Auror training program lasts for three years, and then Tonks was his last apprentice, and then Moody retires and then goes to teach Defense Against the Dark Arts for a year, he hasn't been retired more than a couple of months. (laughs) Yeah, I know.
2: But you know that
1: works. I just I found that so amusing because oh the aura is coming out of retirement and you if you do the math once we realize about talks it's like huh, he's retired but he's going right into teaching. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> well, you know, Mad Eye's not the kind to sit around on his laurels.
1: Oh, he certainly isn't, but I, I just, I found it amusing because I'm dealing with those particular characters, so I had to work out the timeline of it, and I was like, oh, huh, he had no vacation whatsoever. No. <laughs> he was right from horror, being an aura
4: trainer into being a professor. Yeah,
2: well, you know. He spent
4: two months as his dustbins to, you know, repel attackers, apart from that,
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So.
0: And then it's time for the full moon to come again, and he's starting to feel really um, antsy around Dora because he's afraid. The word
1: you're looking for is horny.
0: Okay, thank you. <laughs> horny, very, very horny. And she figures it out and says, would you like me to stay away? And he's like,
2: yeah, that would be good.
4: <laughs> or would you like me to come closer? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, he says, what I need and what I want are two different things. <laughs> yeah, which is a great line.
2: And
0: so she tells him that they're due for a big, tragic argument anyway, and he's like, really? And she says, yeah, in all the love stories I read, that's what happens. There's a big fight, and then they make up, and she, he's like, all right.
4: Okay. And they two, try really hard, hard to, to come up with something, but- didn't work. Members
1: of our audience, mm-hmm. boys and girls, do not live your life according to the romance novels or the romance fix. Don't do yeah. it.
0: You're no fun at all.
1: <laughs> do not pick a fight just so you can make up. All you're going to do is confuse the person.
0: <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> but dang it, I wanted to fight with you. <laughs> Well, that just
1: calls to mind something from later on, and maybe in these chapters, I'm not sure, where she goes to her father and is concerned that she hasn't had a major fight with him. Aren't couples supposed to do that? And her father literally tells her, well, do you remember your mother and I fighting a lot? No. You read too much of the trashy romance novels. (laughs) Give them up. And she says,
0: never! Never!
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I like that. Soon, I think since, you know, we've been doing this for two hours now and we haven't got through the first chapter, we can jump around a little bit, that they start reading the books together. He starts reading them to her.
4: Mm -hmm. This is her plan the next time it comes around to Potion Week so that that they can do something together without being touching. mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. That actually touching on the whole used to read to her thing. I found the, or the, I'm grasping for the right word here, but establishing that they have a pre-established relationship, um, struck me as a bit, shall we say unnecessary. It, mm-hmm. I don't know that it necessarily was nec- was necessary to tell the story as it was. I don't know that it was needed plot element. Um, And it was just something that came out of the blue. That they
0: they had the... um,
1: Yeah, that he had been her tutor, and that they had a a previous relationship as teacher and child.
0: It's because she has written those stories, Um, so this is all part of her universe. And it that's I mean that's some other stories that she's written and so that's part okay. of the background and that's why it's come up in this. Because Okay, because I'm verse. not familiar
1: with the author's other work.
0: Yeah, that's why
1: Okay.
4: Good. Hey, great explanation.
0: Hey, go me.
4: Yeah. And it also, you know, makes sense of or adds to, I guess. It doesn't it's not necessary to make sense of, but it adds to Remus's reluctance to go anywhere with this because she was his student and this is just mm-hmm. a wrong thing for him to be doing and all of that. It's yeah. why it took it's so an long. Excuse to, it's an excuse to invoke the
1: age di- uh, disparity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I've seen other Remus talks fix, make an issue of the age and the problem that he has getting with her is because, Oh, I'm so much older and you're so young and I'm robbing the cradle and blah, blah blah, uh, blah, 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 blah. Yes. So, I mean, I appreciate that. It's not just a rehashing of that same old thing, but it's, it's the same sort of feel to it. But yeah. if it's mm-hmm. in these other fix that the author has written and it's a continuation of that written storyline, then I'm fine with it. I just, I was not aware.
2: Yeah.
0: That's it. Yeah. And we've brought Trisha back to hang out with us and yeah. talk about her favorite fic here, so that's good.
4: Hi, yeah. Trisha.
0: So Hi! We are just finishing the first chapter that we're reading today. You yeah,
4: really haven't we, missed much.
0: Yeah, no. <laughs> are you kidding me?
4: <laughs> how long did it take us to
1: actually do the introduction? That's what I want to know.
0: Well, we talked for an hour while we were waiting for people, so... Oh, I'm. There was so a lot of stuff. Oh no, Kat. it's not. No, it's because we had cat and we were going to go for. We just talked for a little bit and then we were going to let her go and then we started chatting about something else and it had nothing to do really with you not being here. So. Don't oh, worry about okay. It. Oh,
5: come on! Yeah. Tell me, it's all about me. You know. Oh,
0: I'm sorry. It's all about you, Tricia. We waited and waited and waited and. Yeah, you damn, so damn right. Sad.
1: They were waiting and they got so frustrated with that they pulled me onto the call and yeah. it's just good fortune that I've read the fic and <laughs> it was
2: terrible we, yeah. Always
1: I, good. I am glad to be here because I missed the first session mm-hmm. on shifts uh, yes. chapters 1 through 9 and I took notes for that I, I took good notes but just circumstances did not allow me to be on the call that night mm-hmm. it was very
4: sad yes. well my, my note for this point is Remus and Tonks try to have a traumatic argument fail miserably.
5: <laughs> oh, chapter As they on?
4: say, they're but never like, going to write the ballad of Dora and Remus at this rate. But that's okay, because ballads always turn out badly anyway.
0: And Ted is still attempting to piece together Joyce's <laughs> Memories in the pensive. <coughs> so Sorry. That it's okay. Trisha, trying, stop
1: breathing. Ted is
0: trying to piece together Joe's memories are a pensive so they can see what exactly happened so that they can figure out what to do with Dudley. And so that's, mm-hmm. that's going on as well here.
4: Yeah. And Dora's having a hard time at work because the ministry is being recalcitrant and none of the aurists who actually know what's going on are allowed to talk to the public. Uh, only the people who follow the ministry line are allowed to say anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, Yeah.
1: Kind of like having Um, a bridge all over again. It is. It's a lot to being an official government spokesman. And it it goes back to what I really like about this fic, being the side of year five that we couldn't see because Mm -hmm. Harry was (laughs) in school. And it really feels like it is the missing moments from Order of the Phoenix. It feels like this is what actually went on. And you see the moments where... There's news from the school, um, such as when Harry becomes the new defense teacher. And it feels real, I think, mm-hmm. is the the point I keep coming back to. is It feels like this is actually happening. Like the same things we said about Year of Darkness. You could believe that this was going on, and this is actually part of your head canon. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. That's one of the things okay. I like about it. I mean,
5: in the same way, yeah. Um, I think in Book 5, it it made you... It just wasn't all. It wasn't just Harry. It wasn't the trio. It it was a, a lot bigger than them, and that's why I love book five a lot more. Um, it's one of my favorite books. It's because it's not just the trio. It is everyone around them. It is the adults, and you see more of the adults in this. And this here, and that's why I, lo- I like shift so much. Is because it is you see the adults. What what the heck are they doing with Vernon and everybody else too? It's just. It's just another side of it. It's not just all in Hogwarts. It's not all just Harry, the trio, all the teenagers and stuff like that. This is the adults
2: mm-hmm.
5: Mm-hmm. kind of thing.
4: This stuff is, there are big events going on. It has a lot of impact on the world as a whole. So, yeah, all sorts of stuff is happening. So we move to Chapter 27, which is another interlude chapter as Remus goes through his transformation. So we can probably skip through it fairly quickly. Okay. We have a little, we have a scene with Edward Holmes, the new werewolf, mm-hmm. um, and Remus' friend Mahadi Patel ends up staying with him to try and keep him calm a little bit, but it really doesn't work much.
2: Yeah. And then How we get, they get to go
4: to, it? yeah. big
5: party. <laughs> that's just, mm-hmm. it's just gross. There's no one should be there other than the husband, the nurse, and the doctor. Uh, but, you know, I know there's lots of people that want everybody to be there and celebrate the birth of the baby. I'm sorry. I don't want to see that.
0: I know I had my own kid. I was going to say, so this kind of is from the woman who had the birth televised.
5: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was on a lot of drugs,
2: okay? And it was slurred.
4: Well, they aren't in the room, while the birth is happening, it's just all right after. They're sort of all outside, and then occasionally, one or the other of them gets called in when they want them to fetch something. Yeah, and and it's
0: kind of a neat, it's it's kind of like the fairy tale, the fairy godmothers, you know, and, and at the end, they all kind of give a uh, a boon, as it were, and I, I like it. I like that they, the way they did this. It was really neat. Okay, mm-hmm. why I'm at the birth special room, Talk louder. (gasps) Sorry.
5: Why in the world did they have to wear special robes? That's the thing that's that's totally boggling my mind.
4: Because um, they didn't get a chance to wear really ugly bridesmaid dresses, so they have to wear really ugly birthing party robes. That's what
5: I was thinking. That's what I thought,
0: too. Okay, I'm I'm on the same... (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I need more to drink. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So we have uh, Francis David, born... And, uh, Frankie. Frankie,
2: yeah.
0: He was named after the fat friar. How cute. It is kind of cute.
2: Yeah.
0: And so and
4: the whole group of them give their various, um, or promise to teach him various things or give him gifts. Mm-hmm. And then they hand him off to Andy as well, who isn't expecting to be asked to give anything. Right. And this kind of, Brings her out of her shell that she's been in for the last week or two since her confrontation with uh, Bella. Yeah,
2: isn't... and we
4: come back to that. But there's a a minor blip where Sirius is being annoyed by a Creature, and then has a, a wonderfully productive uh, conversation with Greyfur Phineas, mm-hmm. and uh, he really just uh, isn't feeling great about himself at this point.
0: No, and Greyfur. Does not like Grayer at
4: <sighs> all. No. I
5: just want, you know what? If I if I okay, that would be a really good cat. Graefer?
0: Yeah, Grayfer. Are you mm-hmm. telling us that your cat needs a companion?
5: Mm, no, I I don't want to kill my boyfriend as it is now. I mean, I kill him with one cat. Oh, believe me, it, it's funny. Uh, you see a two a two hundred pound man running running out because he can't breathe. So, a 12 pound cat takes him down. It's, it's quite humorous. Aww.
0: That's
2: mm. sad.
5: No, it's funny as hell. <laughs> and the thing so... is, I'm
0: such a horrible person, aren't I? You're so mean. But it's funny. Uh, it's a good thing he loves you. Oh, he loves the cat, mm-hmm. too. That's the, that's even the best part. He thinks the cat's great. Aww.
4: You have to do what my sister did. Um, she took uh, some industrial strength reactant or something of the sort before we went out to the farm at Christmas because she wanted to be able to play with the cats
5: yeah that's what I keep telling him. he just hasn't listened to me but I did get a Dyson because of him and it help, it's helped tremendously no he stayed like 4 hours without going not before okay. it was like yeah. 2 hours nothing nothing beats seeing a guy try, sticking his head out the window trying to breathe <laughs> mm. <laughs> poor thing I know I abuse him. Okay. Anyhow, back to the story. So then this we have... podcast
4: brought to you by Dyson Backrooms and cat's beer. <laughs>
5: <laughs> and don't forget Tiger Bob. <laughs> don't forget the
0: Tiger
2: Bomb. Oh yeah, bomb. <laughs> Tiger Bob
0: <laughs> So Andromeda is having a little introspective moment in the looking up at the moon and breathing the fresh air and. She was uh, surprised that she got invited to the birthing. The,
5: well, she kind of performed the birthing.
0: Yeah.
5: And she okay. was there mm-hmm. to
0: midwife and then was quite honored by being asked to be part of the, the. Uh, I don't even know what you call it, but the gifts, the birthing gifts. And, Ceremony, yeah. Yeah. And then she starts thinking about Bella.
4: So Dora comes out to find her.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: And she, there's something, something's going on, and she's like, I need to go see Sirius. Mm-hmm. So
4: yeah, she breaks down. But the told right. them the secret. Yeah, and so they head off to girl Place, and um, <laughs> Auntie Black starts screaming again. But yeah, whatever.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. <still> Filth,
1: disease-ridden swine. <laughs> yep.
4: And Sirius comes out expecting Dora and is surprised to see Andromeda there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they go down to the kitchen and have their little talk about what's going on. Because she, she's worked out, having seen the curse on Joe and Dudley, that something has not done to her as well. Mm-hmm.
0: And then we jump to Peter, who's in the garden watching his mother through the window.
1: I must and... say that I have enjoyed character of Mrs. Pettigrew. Yes. I've never seen Peter's parents come up in any fic that I've ever bothered to read. Like, I'm sure they're present in a number of bad fics that I haven't gotten past the first couple pages. But it was nice to see her, and she's tremendously misguided.
2: hmm
1: But I, I like her as a character.
5: Oh, she is so flawed. It's wonderful. And the thing is, you can see how she treat how you can see how she is. That's how, that's why people like the way he is. And you mm-hmm. can still see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: She didn't mm-hmm. want to have anything to do with him when he was alive, but the moment she thought he was dead, then there's a shrine It there. became and... a
4: shrine. Oh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> my, my darling boy and all of this, and he just kind of... My
4: son, hero.
0: hmm
4: Yeah. And now she found out that he's probably alive and is really a bit of a creep and uh, is just grief-stricken.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, doesn't quite know what to do, and so he. Trails- and this
4: is an interesting point that I hadn't noticed until just now. It says, "Peter, let all the old hurt and anger come up into his chest. It made magic easier, which is interesting. It's, it's a neat way of looking, looking at it. Yes, yeah.
1: he's turning to Hate the, the dark to side suffering. Give it to your
4: anger. <laughs> Luke. Oh, sorry.
2: <laughs> uh, Wrong line. Yeah, there is
4: a Peter at Star Wars. <laughs> Yeah, it's just a, an interesting concept that he is just slightly less accomplished at magic. He's not as um he's not as horrible at it as Sirius would make him out to be. Right. But he's discovered that when he's feeling high emotion like this, it makes it easier, which mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. And in Peter's case, what he's got is feeling put upon and angry about it.
0: Right. That's the only other um story that comes to mind right now where we've seen his mother is shoebox where she lays into him for finding the sock in his drawer and it's not really a sock it's too small to be a sock it's too small to be his sock it must belong to his sister uh, Oh no! during the sex ed chapters of shoebox so <sighs>
1: I have not read Shoebox, and the more I learn about it, the more I think I shouldn't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, it's fun! <laughs>
4: I think uh, that you made it amazing. into the Masterfic.
0: Yeah, that's that's what I'm remembering. Oh, it's been years since I read Shoebox, but I just listened to the Masterfic, the one where she lays into him about his <laughs> socks. That's
1: and you know, prepared. honestly, I mean, I'm going to take a serious tangent off of that, even in. The Marauder era fics that I've tried to read or started to read or whatnot, as I discussed in the bad fic episode, it's really hard to find a good Marauder era fic because they all treat Peter as evil, and they ignore his family. I don't remember ever seeing his mother or his father mentioned because all the focus is on James and Sirius and how cool they are and whatever prank they're pulling. Mm -hmm. You don't see Peter given a lot of attention, and and what attention you see him given, you don't see it done right. Where, yes, this guy actually has a family who cares about him and worries about him and so on. You're
0: <laughs> ticking when you talk. Are you hitting your I
1: bank? am? Me? Yeah, no.
0: Yeah. You're drinking, I know it. <laughs> we well, can't drink and I talk am, at the same time, so that can't be... I a- am
1: drinking, but I was not drinking and talking
4: at the same time, no.
0: No, because that would be quite defeat, and and we could... Here, so
4: let bad. me try. That would be understandable.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, please don't, because we don't want you to drown.
1: Okay, yeah, I, I just tried a little bit. It doesn't work so well. <laughs> it would come out no. sounding very bubbly.
0: Yes, yes, yeah, that doesn't sound good. And we don't want to, you know, hear you choke on the podcast.
1: Yeah, me choking and dying would undoubtedly be good for the ratings, but...
0: No, no. Well, not the dying
5: part, but the choking stuff, that'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: gotcha when i start dying i'll go on mute
5: okay thank you yes that's that i think you can uh, there you go
1: very considerate of you <laughs> <laughs> i
4: try. i try
0: yeah well we appreciate that very much
4: i'm a very Any considerate help? person peter does make his way across the yard and actually goes and confronts her she at first kind of wards him off because apparently an evil guy but he manages to talk her down very easily.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: He basically talks her to a standstill, and she lets him come in, uh, not entirely by her own choice.
2: Right,
4: and that's where the chapter ends. She mm-hmm. seems like a very
1: weak-willed character, and that she could be imperious without too much trouble.
5: Mm-hmm. I was just thinking, um, she's not weak-willed. She, I'm trying to think, <laughs> that's not the right word? Um, she's misguided. She, her priorities are are not like a as others.
1: Mm-hmm. True. True. So, yeah, if you think about the Imperious Curse as it was presented in Barb's trilogy where if you're trying to tell somebody to do something that they're inclined towards anyway, it's going to be very easy mm-hmm. for you to mm-hmm. put the hex yeah. on them. But if you're trying to do something that's very antithetical to their nature, haha, big word, it's going to be much harder for that to take effect. Right. Like if you want to do imperious her to go out in public and say wonderful things about Peter, he'd probably have an easier time of it than trying to convince her to take
4: Dumbledore's side on everything. Mm-hmm. So then we- He's reminding me very much of a character from the TV show Road to Avonlea, which most of you have probably never seen, because it's a Canadian show. But hey, I will have to, I'll have to find a picture of her. and see if you agree. Okay. <laughs> Anyhow, move on.
0: Chapter 28
4: Big D Big D mm-hmm.
1: It still cracks me up whenever I see Big D in a story <laughs> and I know it's canon but it's still not right.
5: I see him with the with with the chains and everything and I'm just like oh man.
4: at least in a rap band. Oh dear. Yeah. Oh, oh.
0: <laughs> It's it's like the one they've got the one the picture of Hagrid and he's all decked out in all that bling. It's it's the same kind oh, of thing. God. It's just wrong. It's wrong, I say.
1: Wrong is a picture of Robbie Coltrane without that beard.
0: Yeah, that's kinda weird too.
4: Yes, there was a chapler. So, yeah. Yes. Remus is returning to Gribble Place. He's feeling much better, but it can't possibly have anything to do with his relationship that he's got. No, 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 not at all. No, no.
0: And he's Ah. sneaking in, and he hears this, Damn, come on now! And he's like, Who's here? And he looks, and it's Andromeda. And she's trying to reparrow the family tree.
1: (laughs) uh, Unsuccessfully. I defer if I remember correctly, it won't let her because she's been burned off of it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it fixes for a minute and then it fades. And she's very frustrated with the whole thing.
1: I can understand why.
0: Yes, yes. So she lets him know that, uh, that Frankie had been born and that she had come over to talk to Dora and Sirius last night. And that's when we find out about the curse. She's figured out that her sisters have cursed her so that she would basically be sterile. And she they've always told her that if she leaves Ted and Tom, er, Ted and Dora that things would be okay. And so what they, they did was they made Dora and Ted the trigger. And so mm-hmm. if she did leave them, then she would be okay and she'd be able to have children. But since that wasn't going to happen, then she... Couldn't have any more children.
5: Very evil, honestly. Oh yeah,
1: it's very evil. It's very Bella. So oh, yeah.
5: yeah, I mean that's. A, I mean, I, I give her kudos for thinking something up like this. I mean, this is just like.
1: Mm-hmm. Man, I've evil. read very intricate pure blood plot devices before, and you know, a piece of jewelry that will strangle anyone who doesn't have pure blood.
0: Yeah, hang on just a second. Oh.
4: Yeah, I was. Here's my picture, since we're breaking anyway.
0: It's nice to know the phone works in my house again. It hasn't been working for weeks, and now all of a sudden it's decided it's going to actually ring here. Usually it rings a half of a ring and then stops.
1: Who are we looking at in Scott? (laughs)
0: yes. (laughs) She is a very good Peter's mother. I like her. I want to give her a face, at least a necklace.
1: Looks like
4: Vernon's mother, too. (laughs) In the show, she's the. there are the two town gossips, and she's the subordinate one of the two. Oh,
2: I can so see that.
4: Yes. Yeah, there's, there's Clara Potts, who always comes up with the bit of gossip to talk about, and then she and you, Laylee, uh, go back and forth on what's going on.
1: Excellent.
2: Where were we?
0: Well, I think we're just getting ready to jump into the pensive to see... Joe's memories of what happened the night that uh, mm-hmm. Dudley yes. got attacked.
4: And Ted's left outside to try and hold things together.
0: Because, yeah, it's not wanting to hold together very well.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so they head in, because and muggle memories are quite
1: well and offensive. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Which, and, I don't know, uh, when was this written? I don't know. And does the of stuff mash with later canon stuff? Because, correct me if I'm wrong, is not one of the memories that Dumbledore shows of a muggle?
0: Oh, or from- oh, oh, I don't know. The, well, it's his memories the of
1: the orphanage, the orphanage.
0: yeah, but that's his memories, because he went to the orphanage.
4: Right. So I don't mm-hmm. think that there's
0: actual memories of the lady at the orphanage, it's just his memories of her. So I don't know if there's a muggle in there or not. I don't think okay. so.
1: There's a question worth asking. Yes. If it's not backed up by canon, I'm all for it. Um, I would like to see the explanation as to why muggle memories do not hold up in the pensive. But, you know, that's cool. It's fine.
0: Yeah. Well, I could see it in that, you know, you need to have a little bit of magic in order to hold it together. Because it's a magical viewing thing. And, and maybe you have to have... Uh, a on the other of hand,
1: the... On the other hand, it was a magical person who cast the spell to remove the memory.
2: That's true.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, gosh.
4: Sue's going to sleep.
0: Sorry. I got the yawns. I shouldn't have had that mics with dinner. Uh,
4: Sounds kind of like it was written after that. Oh, wait. It says, Mm -hmm. this story was written before Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. has some inconsistencies, and some of them have been fixed, but most of them she's left where it is.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
4: I respect that. I'm about to finish my bottle of wine. Yay.
0: Yay. I
5: already finished mine. It does. My mic.
4: I don't even have water.
5: Aww. I
4: do have popcorn, though.
0: <laughs> I was going to Drinking about cat. the popcorn. I was eating
1: jello. Oh, no. There's no sound effect for jello.
0: No. I have a. I have an old Bill Cosby, though. J
1: E L L O.
2: stuck
0: in a time or two. Yeah. Very nice. Like, we don't have a jello sound effect. Um, so he, that was a good sound,
4: thank
0: you. You're welcome. We jump into... does
4: consider whether it might be different, because both of the other times he's been in the pensive, it's been Dumbledore's memories. So maybe he's just better at it. Mm -hmm. Um, But yes, we jump in.
1: I, I I totally buy the memories being different based on, you know, emotional state or whatever, because we saw how Horace was able to modify his own memory Mm -hmm. and extract what he tried to tell himself really happened. And I've actually never... I'm glad this is coming up because I've never actually seen a fic that deals with what he did and how he falsified that memory. Granted, it was obviously falsified, Mm -hmm. um, but it makes me wonder if it's not possible to do it with... A, a higher degree of skill and is that the reason why pensive memories are not admissible in court yeah. because I see a mm-hmm. lot of fix that where they use pensive memories in court to prove so-and-so's innocence or, or whatnot
0: yeah well mm. and and this says that because I've scrolled back up just a little bit to see and we find out the door has never done this before and they say, well, you know, you'd think that that would be useful for Aurors to be able to use pensive memories. And, of course, the minister, the Wizengamon, has said, well, that you can't compel people to give me- memories. And so the question maybe is, well, not, can you but- compel the Muggles? And Ted says, well, he asked Joe, or somebody asked Joe. Maybe it was Dora asked Joe. He said that he'd help in any way. So... It may just be that a lot of times when they're using the muggle memories, they're, they're pulling them and they're not getting them as.
5: Well, I would think it would be also like if if someone's pulling memory away from you, it's probably not because they they don't understand. It's something, it's something odd. It's like um, they don't understand exactly what's going on. Mm -hmm. So in like if any, like someone's like pulling you, your first instinct is to back away, to stop kind of thing. And mm-hmm. so it
0: could be something like that. Yeah, and I think his are in such bad shape because of what happened afterwards and how sick he's been, and I think that the the curse that they put on him sort of messed with them as well. I think part mm-hmm. of it's, I think that all of those things are playing into the reason that these memories aren't working as well as they should. Mm-hmm. So. mm-hmm. But
4: they do manage to get into them anyway. Mm-hmm. And they find themselves on a really dingy street full of pubs. And Andromeda is kind of shocked because Narcissa would never come within miles of a place like this voluntarily.
2: Right.
4: Voluntarily.
0: Voluntarily. The Dark Lord has a
4: Dora, if you ever did anything like this, I never want to know about it.
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah. And, uh... We can tell where my mind is because it says that he chases the the two ladies, I say that with quotes, <laughs> away. And then it says, Joe turned back to his boxers. And I'm like, Joe's in his underwear? I'm like, oh! <laughs> they boxers. Got it.
2: Okay. I'm going to go back over here.
1: Yes, Joe turned back to his students.
2: Yes, thank you very much. That helps me.
0: And sends them back to their dorms and then he kind of systematically goes through all the different pubs looking for people and he doesn't find anybody so he stops to have dinner <laughs> and while he's having well, dinner
1: well I, I don't understand that because he obviously knows how many of his guys there are and if he's found them all and sent them back, he stops looking for them. But he wouldn't give up in the middle of, oh, I haven't found them all. I think I'll stop and have dinner.
0: Well, I, yeah, I got the impression that he didn't know who was back at the hotel and he was just kind of, or maybe it's That's
2: just true. that he true. didn't
0: tell them they had to stay in the hotel. It's so that they could be in other places of the town, but they can't be here.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no visiting the pub and associating with naughty ladies of the night.
0: With the ladies. Ah.
1: I'm intensely curious as to what that sound Trisha made is.
0: <laughs> that's her... You know. That's her, her ah. killer sound there.
2: I kill you. Silence! <laughs> I kill you! <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so... <laughs> they uh, they find Dudley before Joe does, and they kind of go to the very edge of the memory to see this, and
2: mm-hmm. we have sister.
0: Dudley
4: looks like he's ten.
0: Yeah, and and she's like, what'd you say your name is? And he's like, Dudley Dursley, but my friends call me Big D-D-D. Ooh, do they? Just
1: some of them. Not all of them. And I'm just freaked out because I'm imagining Narcissa hitting on this 15-year-old kid.
0: 14. He's 14, you twisted, wicked little... He's 14 at that point?
1: Yeah. Oh, Mm -hmm. God. He's so
0: disgusting. Yeah. And And he's calling her ma'am. I mean, in
1: in some fics, Narcissa can be written very, very slimy, but here it's just way over the top. I love it! (laughs) Why are they using Narcissa for this?
5: Yeah. She's beautiful.
1: She apparently. is, but. Not a- in the movie. So beautiful that Dudley's going to forget, oh my god, she's as old as my mom.
2: Yeah. Well,
1: well,
5: um, well you see how Petunia is, but then you see Narcissa. It, 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 that, that, it's. Um, Petunia
4: like, hasn't this. aged well. And she I mean,
0: periodos a... him once he figures out that she's a witch.
1: Sure enough, but I mean, this is one of those fics where obviously Narcissa has not appeared on screen yet. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, thank God. Because it was so good <laughs> for
1: Narcissa.
5: me. Yeah, Skunk Narcissa. Yeah. <laughs> <So>
1: <laughs> she, she doubles rogue from X-Men.
0: An old rogue. She cuts his hand and uses the blood to put in a potion.
1: I am something crossover here.
0: Ooh, I found a great crossover fix the other day. Oh no! It's Hermione Spock. <laughs> oh, oh, oh
1: oh I I my friend Van Donovan has this great graphic. It's Kirk with and Snape, and Snape has his arm around Kirk.
2: Ooh. The, the
0: reason I thought I might, because I, Spock Hermione that didn't do anything, but the summary said. Before McGonagall came to tell Hermione she was a witch, Hermione had a made-up friend named Q. And I was like, oh, I've got to read this. Because if it's got Q in it, I want to see what happens. So, I haven't read it yet, but I did put it somewhere so I could find it again. But that has absolutely nothing to do with Narcissa. Sorry. We're way of course.
4: And to Dudley's credit, he's completely creeped out by her. Oh, yes. Sitting there. To hit on him, And then she says, you're Lily Evans' nephew, and he's completely confused. That came out of nowhere.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: She takes his blood and all of that. And the plan is, apparently, he was to take this potion and feed it to Harry. Or feed it to... Um, his mom. See that his, his mom uses it mm-hmm. and all of that. So that, yeah, of course, so that Petunia will fall ill and die. And right. Harry's protection will be gone.
0: Yeah, That's the Mm -hmm. plan. But Joe interferes. Which
4: which
1: raises an interesting question of is it possible to extend the blood protection through
4: Dudley? It is in a year like none other, but I haven't read any other ones in which that happens. Mm -hmm. It's a fascinating concept, and it's defensible. mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, It makes sense that that it would work through him as well. But Mm -hmm.
2: it's good to know.
4: I think I've... I don't know if I've seen an actual fic or just seen somebody propose the idea in which um, both Dudley and Harry are taken away from the Dursleys, and then something's done that way. Because um, child services come or whatever and find they're they're both being ill-treated in their varying ways. Right. I don't think anyone's going
1: to argue that the Dursleys are raising Dudley properly. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Yeah. The little
0: devil. At any rate.
4: Joe does manage to interrupt here, and that's um, still kind of under the Imperius, so he's not responding very well. But Joe keeps her distracted long enough that he drops the vial with mm-hmm. the potion in it.
0: Well, but for just a minute, the memory sort of dissolves, and they're just kind of steady. It reminds me of the Hollow Deck. On, on star trek and so everything's growing along just fine and then all of a sudden there's a hiccup and everybody's standing in this black room with yellow striped all around and, and ted's going hang on i'll try to fix it and then it kind of comes back
4: mm-hmm. and, uh, i'm picturing it skipping like a rep- record or something but <laughs> apparently what actually happens it goes into swirly mist yeah so they're just standing in the fog
2: and, yeah. and
0: so they look for Peter, but it turns out just to be some drunk guy. It's not really Peter.
4: Mm-hmm. Small man is a herring.
0: Narcissus kind of sticks him on Joe. He's calling me bad names. Uh, he tried to hire me to spend the night with his boy. Won't take no for an answer. And,
2: uh, yeah. uh,
0: and then we... But in the process, the bottle gets smashed. Oops. Yeah. And then Joe ends up with
2: all the...
1: It's just okay. weird that you keep saying Joe because my brain flashes to Joe Rowling.
4: <laughs> <laughs> when did she become a character in the fic?
0: Uh, you know, a little piece of hers in all of them.
4: Joe mm. Rowling, boxing instructor. Hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Joe Rowling and her boxers. <laughs> yeah, this is just wrong.
2: <laughs> oh, oh. so. <laughs> uh,
0: where's the brain bleach? <laughs>
2: So.
1: Just for that, I'm going to go open the other bottle
0: of wine <laughs> You don't have to do that, really, it's okay So they all uh, try to get out Apparently getting out of the pensive is more difficult than getting in And you have to get to I the edge get...
5: oh, I thought you got thrown back Well, Nothing yeah, was but done. this
0: was before we really knew much about how they, they worked, I think
1: We had Order of the Phoenix, we know how they work yeah. The way you get out is Snape grabs you by and that can hauls you
0: Try out. The yeah, and that's how Dumbledore <laughs> got Harry out of the first one, too. So, I mean, we really don't know how they do it.
2: Mm-hmm. But
4: the, the only one the who's out there is Ted, who's holding things together, so he can't mm-hmm. go around taking everybody out of them. Yeah. Sure he, he can.
0: can. And uh, the whole thing kind of disintegrates and is gone. Big nanny.
4: Mm-hmm. It's like when you uh, keep a slide film up too long, it's all burnt out the Mm-hmm. What's I a
5: have slide?
1: Oh. <laughs> You Have to explain things well, for yeah. our younger audience members.
5: <laughs> Google
1: it. Oh, it's hysterical <laughs> when you watch when you watch old movies with the younger generation and they start asking questions like, "Why don't they just use a cell phone?"
0: Because they don't have one.
1: What do you mean they don't have them? Is service out or something? Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's exactly it.
4: There's been some good. Fanfics and fan films and little image manipulations based around that: what would have happened in this movie or this TV series or whatever if they'd had cell phones? Or in Harry Potter, for that exact, for that matter, there's a, a series of them with Harry Potter with instant messaging. It's like, yo, serious? You all right? Yeah, I'm just hanging with me. Okay, fine. Stay here, at Hogwarts. <laughs> then. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> My god, we're
5: killing Death Rolls today. Wow.
1: Well, this had to happen, otherwise there's no story. Because the plot said because so. the plot said so.
4: Sorry, I'm easily amused. Carry on. <laughs> yes. They're trying to work out what this plan was. Why try to kill Petunia? And mm-hmm. they figure maybe it's kind of buying their way back into Voldemort's good graces because they'll have noticed that the dark mark is starting to reappear. And so they have to do something to prove they haven't just been hanging out, spending their money and being pure blood. Uh, (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. So this is kind of their way of saying, oh, look, we were trying, trying to help.
4: And And Dora wants to go tell Kingsley what they've learned and try and work out something to charge Narcissa with. And Remus says, hmm, you want to... Investigate Lucius Malfoy's wife on the strength of our word about what was in a pensive memory that's now destroyed. The thing is, go, though, Lucius anyway.
1: Malfoy is in prison at the moment.
2: Oh, yeah,
1: isn't I he? Th- yeah. He Wait. is. This is sort of the. Wait. No. <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> It'll
2: be yet. at Damn.
0: the end of this. And that's, that's another
1: thing that that's interesting a- while reading this. It's you, you're you reading it and you're like, my God, Sirius is a dead man walking.
0: Yeah, he is. <laughs>
1: Every scene mm-hmm. that he's in, that is in the forefront of your mind.
0: Yeah. you like, oh,
5: or you touching my scream Don't go, stay back.
1: <laughs> don't
2: open I the door, him,
1: Julie. Don't go. And I mean, from that same perspective as well, Remus and Tonks are dead people walking. Mm-hmm. So I mean, oh, the yeah, knowledge yeah, of yeah. the yeah, that's
0: just makes me that. feel bad. Now oh, I'm yeah. sorry, oh, but
1: uh, right. it's just all. It's one of the things that's foremost in my mind and you go wow these uh, i'm really grateful that i get to see all this stuff because these characters are going to die soon
2: <laughs> Yeah, well
5: oh, aren't sad. you just so morbid
1: <laughs> i should make an engagement joke here but i'm still too happy about it oh good yes what was that? That
0: was quite the noise. We're gonna ignore that and move on.
2: <coughs> that sounded like Trisha
1: imitating a dying dinosaur.
4: <laughs> I didn't actually hear that it's my mind, but well.
0: Are you sharing with the class, Trisha, or are we just moving on? No,
5: I'm no moving on. It was just yeah, tri- me and Trisha doing.
1: Uh... <laughs> It's the castle. Oh.
2: No. Yeah. Ah, no. Ah, back uh. of the throat. Ah. Uh. <laughs> well, since we're um, a little
0: off here, I will Oof. let you know that Kelly is home, but she's having refrigerator trouble, so she's trying to get the refrigerator fixed because things are getting warm. So
2: I swear to oh, God, uh, this is Mayna a
1: tough night.
0: Join us. We'll see. <laughs>
1: This is such a puff one night. <laughs> Kelly's yeah. having trouble. Trisha's having trouble. Death Roll's having troubles.
2: Yeah.
4: God. Mom's Hi, having troubles.
2: Scott,
4: Mom's having trouble.
0: Okay, okay, is over there?
4: As far as I can tell, yeah. Oh, good. Except for the fact that I was going to try and do two podcasts at once. And we got around that.
0: Yeah, we did Yeah. <laughs> Cat's like...
4: Scott was scheduled for the puff exchange tonight.
0: Uh, Cat says, can you record? And I said, we're doing fig weekly tonight and she's like does scott know <laughs> i think so it's wednesday we stole him like you can't steal scott he's mine no i didn't say that i said well that's what he scott, wants
1: Scott, the ladies are I'm fighting gonna... over here
5: <laughs> i was i was picturing scott like catting with one arm suit with the other arm <laughs> like, mine no mine no, no mine no mine Scott
2: now,
4: mine. Yeah. Bob suggested I try and do both at once, but I'm not really sure how that would have gone. <laughs> probably yeah. would have gotten them
2: t- confused he and tried to talk about
4: guys cool. in the middle of Harry Potter. <laughs> I don't know. Do so gonna, that would be about normal. Yeah,
0: you know, I was going to say, castle in the middle of Harry Potter, Harry Potter in the middle of castle? Well, that sounds about normal.
2: Yeah, it
1: works. Harry I Potter lived in the castle. Have any comparisons to Harry Potter in my notes.
0: You do, or you don't?
1: I did not have did any not. reference. Yeah, it's going to be a good podcast Anyways,
4: when we record it next week. Mm-hmm.
0: If you pick a night, Your besides they Wednesday,
4: have right now, was that Scott? It's going to uh, segue back into the actual podcast part. Okay,
0: you
1: can do oh that. you know well
4: if you're going to do that,
1: then you need to be quiet immediately. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, pick a night besides Wednesday night, and I can record for you if Ryan's not there. Mm,
1: well, we reminded him tonight, and he said he put it on his calendar. Whether or not that actually means anything, we'll find out. okay More if everyone's around 30, on Monday, that works too. I, unfortunately, will not be. Um, yeah, but the moral of the story is that three days is too long of a notice for Ryan to keep
4: these things current. That's
0: so, Okay, Scott, take us back to Dudley.
4: Yes. Having come out of the pensive and all of that, their problem now is they need to clear off any lingering curse left on Dudley before he comes in contact with Joe again, and he's going to need to go to St. Mungo's to do that, which... Mm-hmm. It's going to take some convincing.
2: Yeah.
4: <laughs> yes. And there's a little bit of a moment between Remus and Tonks about Frankie. She says he has competition for the cuddliest man in her life now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he will have to restrain his jealous rages. Yes.
0: <laughs> he, he's sure that he
4: <laughs> Because can you, you can always uh, picture Remus flying off the handle about that sort of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And- so yes, Dudley is less than enthusiastic, shall we say. Yeah. If and like, first, he finds out Suddenly. that they
0: modified uh, Joe's memory, and he's like, "Can you do that for me?" And uh, Remus like, no. "The only
1: magical thing he's ever been enthusiastic about." Yeah, but mm. could you?
0: Could you if I asked? No, no, it's not okay. What do you mean you you won't help me? You do everybody else, but you won't help me. Why? And Remus is just stymied. He can't figure out why he would want his memories erased. And Dudley's just well, like, this is perfect. Just take the whole thing out of my mind and I won't have to worry about it anymore. Mm-hmm. The thing is, though, what Dudley
1: really wants is to forget that such a thing as magic exists. Right. And you know it's what Vernon wants, too.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And they're never going to have that. So yeah. even if they take away the memories of specific things, they're still going to know that magic exists. Right. And... I mean, I know the characters are that short-sighted, but we as the author, uh, as the readers, the author is using this character trait, I guess you could say, and it's very well done, but we as the readers, we get tired of it, because we can poke the holes in Dudley's argument, but Remus doesn't seem able to do it, and I I know I found that frustrating, because we can see what Dudley really wants here, He, he just wants to forget about magic, but... I think he, I think
5: he's a more. I think he's more embarrassed. But it's an embarrassing, is an embarrassing situation. He doesn't want to have that memory coming back to him. He went, yeah, I, I was taken by a woman kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's demasculating.
4: Mm-hmm. He's been alternately seduced and then stabbed by Narcissa, and uh, mm-hmm. couldn't do anything about it because he was under an imperious curse at the time and being he held helpless. And us. Joe saw
5: it. Yeah. His, his mentor saw it too.
1: Yeah, it is very hard for him. Um, Because Dudley has a very high opinion of himself, and to be in a situation where he has absolutely no control, where he is under the Imperious Curse, where Narcissa can manipulate him at her will is, you're right, Tricia, it's the perfect word, emasculating. Mm -hmm. And it severely messes with his vision of himself, never mind anything else that's going on.
5: Because he's supposed to be a boxer, and his dad is supposed to be this big big macho kind of guy,
1: yeah. Yep, my dad the drill maker. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> <It's>
0: 400 <laughs> go So, then we yeah. get a little bit of, you know, things that are going on. Wednesday, they receive word that Silo- Sybil Trelawney had been sacked, but that Dumbledore had hired somebody new, and then on Saturday, they go over to Joe and Miriam's for a film and dinner and cards, and... We have Miriam saying to Dora, "I had the oddest dream. You and Raymond were both in it, but you were younger." <laughs> Dora's like, hmm, "Sounds like a nightmare." And she's sort wonder of how that happens. Remembering a little bit, she doesn't yeah know quite that she's still. Having and that's something that
1: I find interesting. In, in just about every fic, the memory charm is not absolute, and stuff always manages to bleed through and serve the plot. And
5: I think it doesn't do much.
1: About- the mind's
5: the mind's the most powerful thing. It's just weird. And I mean you nothing's perfect.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just makes me think mm-hmm. of uh oh, death, I think you mentioned it in a, something not very long ago. Um it could be anything. It's the it's <laughs> the kid, he gets taken uh by the space alien and, and he says you know, the alien says, Well, humans minds leak. Oh, it's um, it's Dwayne's favorite, uh, favorite movie of all time. I watched it. I don't know how many times with him. I
2: should know. Flight
1: of the Navigator.
2: Yes. Thank you. When you're just growing up, every day is a new discovery. But nothing David Freeman has ever experienced will prepare him for the adventure that lies ahead. Sit down. I
0: think there's been some sort of mistake.
2: Your brain contains data necessary to get me and my
1: friends home. I'm just a kid. You are the navigator. Flight of the navigator. Um, although the human brain leaking is not unique to that, um, we took your head and we filled it all the way up with star charts to see what would happen. What yeah. would happen? It leaks.
0: It leaks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's the one I remembered. So
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, as you're right, it does. Intricate. It does do the... Go ahead, Tricia.
5: I was gonna say you're right, death roll. It's um. About, about how a lot of things have this and it just kind of helps the plot or, or, or however you were mm-hmm. going to say it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because the plot says so.
0: Yeah. Yep. Those plots.
2: They're As always an author, so. my,
1: always yeah. my, <laughs> my goal is to never have a situation where the answer is because the plot, the plot says, says so. <laughs> I try so very hard to avoid that. Mm-hmm. It's like you tell kids, don't be that guy. Right. Don't be the guy who writes because the plot says so.
0: And we get a little background on Joe and Miriam. We find out that Mm -hmm. uh, she was a ballet teacher and he went in for ballet lessons and it was. uh, Mm
4: -hmm. Because of all the pretty
1: girls.
0: All the pretty girls, yeah. He thought, hmm, this is a way to meet the girls.
1: It really is.
0: And uh, Dora, after they get home, Dora's like, see? Miriam was Joe's teacher and it worked out spectacularly. <laughs> said, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> you don't need that. <laughs> That's the one I need. That's cute. You. You. Mm-hmm.
4: And she passes on the bit about what's going on with Andromeda because she'd said to ask earlier, but it never yeah. came up again.
0: Um, and this is where that happened. I was wrong before, but we've already talked kind of about this.
4: And then the blacks kind of go into their thing where they're, they're hunting down. Bella and what's going on with the family and basically takes Ted to come along who's had more experience being an outsider in a black family nudge things a little bit and say you know stop shutting Remus out of everything because mm-hmm. Dora doesn't even mm-hmm. realize she's doing it
0: we move to chapter 29 and yes, yes we do. place
4: because the last, the very last line of 28 is Dudley coming to Remus' office and deciding okay I better go to Thimago. Mm-hmm. So he decides he's ready mm-hmm. to deal with this at least somewhat maturely. Yeah, and he really isn't. <laughs> no, really, really not. not he so much. Freaks out completely and utterly with things which that Remus didn't even consider. Which, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I like when it we were.
1: Dudley has finally managed to come to terms with what he thinks of as the worst of the magical world. And it's like, okay, if I go there, I'm going to see you know, X, Y, and Z, which are wild to him, but completely mundane to wizards. The most mild thing that a wizard would go to St. Mungo's for is way beyond anything Dudley has possibly dreamed of. And oh, yeah. it's because Dudley doesn't have that big of an imagination. Right. Uh, that's the reason. But it it does make for some excellent scene writing where he just walks in and is like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm so brave. I'm going to go in and, and get checked out and taken care of, and everything's going to be cool, and I'm brave, and Mommy would be proud of me. And, oh, my God, that person has two
4: heads.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he just totally has this meltdown in the the hospital, and Reeves can't move him. You know, He's underneath the invisibility no, cloak.
1: And he can't. He's inhabited by the army. He's like, come on, come on. Come on, you're supposed to move.
0: <laughs> yeah. And thankfully, uh, Miss Patil, who's the doctor that he's got going to be checking him out because he doesn't want to involve the Tonks any more than he has to,
2: uh-huh.
0: has sort of this inkling that there could be problems and meets them in the lobby. Yeah. Like, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah.
1: Have you discussed um, Mrs. Patil as Remus's ex-girlfriend? No, we haven't that up. I don't, I don't think, think so. Uh, was it
4: strictly necessary? <laughs> I feel like it mm-hmm. only serves to serve the plot. Well, it, it's it nice served to, to have some banter.
0: Yeah, and it's nice it's, to give it's... Remus a little background and a, and a girlfriend. I mean, I think more. I don't understand why they
1: is. needed to be romantically involved. Why couldn't they have just been great friends and study partners? And you they thought about inside. getting involved, but never went there.
5: I think that's what, it, I think, to me, that's what it alluded to. They went out on a couple of dates. They weren't, they didn't do mm-hmm. bong chick, wow wow or anything like that. They just went on a couple of dates. It just didn't work out, and they're just friends.
2: Yeah.
4: Yeah. That's, what that's they, how I that's always That's what he that. says to Dora. He says, two dinners does not make her an ex. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what he says. <laughs> what does she say?
1: Oh,
5: um, my. I think you're just trying to make it a little bit more than its is.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh.
5: You just want want more story.
4: (laughs) (laughs) It is really interesting, this whole scene, though, because um, when we go to St. Mungo's in canon, you know, it's a neat, quirky place. Look at all the weird things that magic can do kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And they're still doing that, but if you just, you know, tilt your head to the left a little bit, think about how Dudley would react to this. These are horrible. Like, there's a woman... Whose fingers have turned to carrots, and you think, haha, uh-huh, her fingers are carrots. And then they're like, wait a second. Yeah. What would that even look like? How would that work? And, you know, um, a girl who's been jelly-legged too much, and so her legs are rubbery and she can't stand up. It's like the scene in the second movie with Harry's arm. Mm-hmm. And who oh. knew the countercurse it was just unjellify? Yeah.
0: <laughs> And you know, and that scene even no, it's telegram even even reading it, but the movie, for sure, that scene makes me sick to my stomach every time I see it. I mm-hmm. don't know what it is, but there is something about that scene and that arm, the way it is that just oh, I know. Yeah, I'm the same. Yeah, It's totally just great. terrible. It's because so- you
1: interject yourself into the body of Harry at that point, and you imagine what it would be like if your arm and just, like just all the bones in them disappeared. It'd be like... Ooh, ooh,
2: ooh. And- you know what? Freaky. It- yeah. Ahead, it yourself.
5: reminds me. It reminds me. I, ha- I had knee surgery done when I was like 18. No, 17 at the time. And I, I remember I had I had a block, so... From my waist down, I was paralyzed,
2: mm-hmm.
5: and I remember going into the, in the operating room, the doctor taking my leg and moving it around, and it was just, it was, it was, it was almost like an of body experience, because I'm like, I see, I know that's my leg, I don't feel a damn thing of you moving it. Mm-hmm. And it did, and you know, and it looked like that, like the jelly arm, because my legs fell off. It's, it was my, I, I, could touch it, and it was warm, but I couldn't feel my, I could feel it by my hand, but not on the leg. And it, it, it was weird. I mean, it's, it's a weird sensation.
2: Right.
5: And I just remember going, mm-hmm. that's my leg, and he goes, good night. I'm like, okay, and I'm like. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but
5: I mean, it, to this day. I mean, this has happened quite a few years ago. It still, it
0: just still bottles my mind, and that's what it reminds me of. Yeah. And, you know, we all believe in the magic. So think how that makes us feel, thinking about Harry's arm and stuff like that. We who believe and think what Dudley, who doesn't want to believe in magic and who doesn't want to have anything to do with magic, just think about what Mm -hmm. he's
2: seeing, what he's... It's completely terrifying. Yeah, the there's a man
4: standing there with his leg standing off to the side. He's just, you know, sitting there reading a newspaper because it's fine, and he's got his leg on the chair next to him.
2: Yeah. Just, yeah,
0: you know, just, whoa. He's, you know. Mm-hmm. What is this place? It's a hospital. No, this isn't a hospital, you know. This is this is
1: where you bring muggles to scare the shit out of them.
0: Yeah, this is a freak show.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
5: kind of like the scared straight it was like a scared straight moment. Mhm.
1: Where the kids go to <laughs> jail and, a, and the guys a and at them. suddenly show up here.
0: <laughs> yeah. And they take him down into the werewolf I'm going to say ward. Which, that's not a very good which, play, word, but
1: it, it's mm-hmm. fine. The, the werewolf section sounds even worse. Um, so, yeah. I mean that that's just you seemed it's, weird. Mhm. But they needed for them to, to see him. as a, yeah, that's I, true. Think, but I think it was more of that's where Mrs. Patil was, uh, where she was assigned, where she was working
2: mm-hmm.
1: at, at, on that particular given shift or whatever, um, and they were trying to keep this visit off the books as much as they could, right. uh, hence the invisibility cloak and whatnot, but it was just another look at these cells in the ministry where the werewolves go and the chains on the walls and whatnot.
5: Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it looks and like a it, it's, like
1: the, it's like the Tower of London. Does right, he, and does Dudley finds re- out that... Re- and that is where he finds out, but it's when they're leaving. Yeah. And they run into Narcissa. And he, he just freaks out and he says, that's her, that's the woman, that's her.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because she mm-hmm. runs the diagnostic and she takes care of him. It's, it's, you know, it's not a huge deal. She's able to fix him. Mm-hmm.
4: And, yeah. and he, they're taking him out the back way so he doesn't get traumatized again, and then mm-hmm. he gets traumatized worse because Narcissus shows up. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. what is she doing? couldn't possibly get any entrance. worse. Because
1: yeah. she's coming in the staff entrance, right?
0: Right. She's coming For in. For
1: whatever, the- whatever reason. And that was one thing. I never got why she was there at that point in time, other than the plot said so.
2: Right.
0: Well, it says that. Um
1: She's going out as well. She's going out as well. We don't know why she was... Oh, okay. Okay, I must have misread. I thought she was on her way in for whatever reason.
0: Yeah. But still, what is
1: she doing at St. Mungo's?
0: Yeah, we don't know. And Dudley's like, It's her! It's her! And Narcissa hears him. Mm -hmm. And, ooh, it's the Mm -hmm. werewolf and not alone, are you? And And
1: that's where Dudley finds out that Lupin is a werewolf.
0: Yeah. And he goes you know, screaming out the door under the invisibility cloak.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, good luck finding him, and this reminds me of the line from the Potter musical, where's the invisibility cloak? Oh, I put it in that magical walking chair. Um, oh, right, this could be a problem.
0: (laughs) This could be a problem.
1: (laughs) And it's like, how do you find a scared muggle under an invisibility cloak? Well, Watch for
4: the little flashes of shoes.
0: Yeah, or the people that are, like, getting knocked off the sidewalk into oncoming traffic, and there doesn't seem to be any reason for them to be flying into oncoming traffic.
1: <laughs> Suicide. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's that's why Tonks was able to find him. Because she's there. She's watching mm-hmm. the exit. Um, but, I mean, if... Well, if he didn't have somebody there watching for him. How would they have found him? Yeah. Would he have know. ever stopped running? How would it, where would he have gone?
0: Well, I'm sure he would have stopped at some point. And he for a hamburger? Probably would have just called his folks, you know? <laughs> Maybe he would have just taken a taxi back to school, but yeah. And Dora just happened to be driving up to meet him, and yeah, all these people were sliding Just happened. The street. Well, just happened.
1: <laughs> the she plot was, said so.
2: She
0: was coming back. I mean, she was planning on meeting him, so I could see that it's plausible that she was driving by.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, and yeah, now he's freaking out. Th- that woman said you were where.
2: <laughs> doors like. Where I was, did enjoy that.
0: You're not in any danger, and Dudley's just like. Aah! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Put him in the cloak and we blend, bundle him back you to can,
4: school. You can come to my flat and have a cup of tea. I've learned to use an electric teapot. <laughs> oh,
1: good! Great! Wonderful! Get me the fuck out of here, please!
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry. Hi, Trisha.
2: Hi. Sorry.
1: So, so you got about, what, five minutes left in here, Trish?
2: Yeah,
0: she's she's mm-hmm. fading on us. It's bedtime for Trisha. Yeah,
3: the mic's really kind of...
5: Peter to me Mm-hmm.
4: so they managed to chat a bit and Dudley is you know angry because he can't be memory charmed for Remus refuses and mm-hmm. he, he's it's the, the only time he's, he's being Dudley. angry
1: about not having magic used on him right <laughs> yeah they give him excuses a him a of or... lying about everything <laughs> I mean, and
0: let yeah. him see what Harry's up against <laughs> which is you mm-hmm. know maybe not quite the best idea but all right
1: yeah, if you're trying not to scare the crap out of him.
0: Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, just keep tell him about dark lore coming to
5: get him and everything else.
0: Yeah, right. Everybody's yeah. telling Remus, "Memory turn the kid, <laughs> memory turn the kid," but Remus doesn't want to. Remus doesn't want to take this away from him.
2: And,
1: and I respect that actually, because yeah. Dudley has done a lot of growing
0: mm-hmm.
1: through this. Completely unwillingly, he's been dragged forward kicking and screaming, but he has a lot of screaming (laughs) and a lot of screaming, and he would be a much better person if he is allowed to continue this development.
2: Right. Yes, he can handle it.
1: And I think the arguments about him being able to handle it, because, hey, he is already knowledgeable about magic, he is going to have to learn to deal with this sooner or later. Um, I think those are valid arguments. Mm -hmm. Because I'm sure the Ministry does not provide memory charms for relatives of Muggleborns who want to forget all about it. I'm sure they don't do that. So what Dudley's really asking for is to be treated as a special case.
2: Right. But Dudley's
0: spoiled, and he's used to getting what he asks for.
4: This is very true. yeah. And I like this little exchange between them. Uh, Dudley asks if this is because of Harry, and Raymond says, yes and no. Isn't it ever yes or no? Rarely. (laughs) 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 Yes, I did
1: like that line.
4: Dudley does get his breathing under control, and uh, they send him off back to smell things. (coughs) Or I guess they drive him back to smell things.
0: And then we're having the kissing scenes. (laughs) Yay! With. Kissing, mm-hmm. but the next chapter says Dora did without her kiss so I don't think we get much kissing
4: mm-hmm. yes uh, we get tries, we get- does her best to do some naughty talk but uh, she can't manage it without bursting out laughing
2: mm-hmm. so. I know
5: I love her it just reminds me of me and yeah, that's I try to do naughty talk and I just start giggling myself because it's bad
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh-huh. I think we all need memory terms now <laughs> You're
1: welcome. I just need brain bleach.
0: <laughs> by the gallon. Brain bleach by the gallon. Well,
1: Pour for sure. it in one ear. splash it around a little bit. Just
0: pour it out the other side. It's kind of like a neti pot. Mm. <laughs> I love that neti pot. I know. Oh man. Cat. We lost Scott. Oh. Gee, there's a surprise. Well, it's going to start. Mm. Let's see.
1: How long have we have been going?
0: We've been going for quite some time. Oop, right, lost. Hey, He's completely How gone. long have
1: we actually been covering the thick?
0: I don't know, but we've been recording for two hours and thirty nine minutes. How did you get my Pufwainian story? How did we? I go. Did, we m- did you? We get my wonderful.
1: We most certainly did.
0: Yes. Yes. Okay. Scott, are you back? Uh, Uh yeah. Yep. Oh, there you are. Okay. What happened? You dropped.
1: You dropped. Yeah. Okay. That
0: <laughs> <happened>. <laughs> so. We're, we're really not good
1: at short, th- even with notes. I think Trisha was getting ready to say goodnight. I was going
0: to say, I think we are yeah. saying goodnight oh. to Trisha. Yes, goodnight. Mm-hmm. Goodnight. Thank good you. Night. I'm glad well. I got to be on a little bit. Yeah. I will. Thank you. We'll see you next week for the end. Yes, mm-hmm. hopefully. No <laughs> more drama. Okay, yeah, no more drama. No say more the drama, drama No more Tiger Bomb. Oh, well, yeah. the Tiger Bomb was kind of fun. You could do that again. <laughs> I, don't think my o- I think my office will kill me. Oh, okay. Well, we don't uh, want that.
2: What's that smell? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was like, I'm oh, crying. I just wanted to crawl underneath my desk. I'm so tempted to go Tell get him. some and wear it to school just to see what the kids do. I'm hmm. expecting uh, it
5: wore off enough that Art didn't even say anything to me. So I, Because knowing him, I mean, the way he
0: is, he would say it. He's like, "You smell." Yeah. You stink, mommy. <laughs>
5: yeah, I stink. No, I still haven't gotten no a shower.
0: Yeah, well, go shower and go to bed.
5: All right, I'll see you guys <laughs> later. Thank right, you.
0: Good night. Good night.
1: Bye. Bye.
0: <laughs> on to chapter thirty.
4: Oh God, how fast did we go through three chapters? <laughs> quick,
0: quick like bunnies. Scott, you've got the notes. Tell us what we're talking about.
4: Chapter thirty. Dora makes wolfbane. Banter with Sirius. <laughs>
0: Oh well, that's normal. We do mm-hmm. that a lot. No kissing close to the transformations?
4: No. And, and, uh, uh, yes, Sirius really uh, piques Remus at this point, because he's uh, making fun of him too much, I guess. Yeah. You'd think Remus would be used to it, but he's still... Yeah.
0: He gets antsy when it's close to the moon. So. Mm-hmm. And he heads back to the hospital to be with Edward Holmes, mm-hmm. who is once again ch- chained.
4: He's pretty incoherent.
0: Yeah, he's having a really hard time with it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And you know what? Somehow it's hard to feel bad for him because this is a guy who was behind all of the anti-werewolf legislation,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, behind Umbridge's bill that did bad things and whatnot, and it's just really hard to feel bad for him for the tough situation he's now in because this is what he wanted. Right. Yeah. hmm and I think there's nothing more sublimely beautiful than making someone live with what they had wanted
0: mm-hmm. yeah this is what you lobbied for what do they say if you want to know about a person's life you walk a mile in their shoes
1: exactly
0: walk a mile in their shoes see or their pads since they're werewolves. and see how skin works. yeah
1: yeah go for a, one night in their skin
4: No, thank you. Even though this is very unpleasant.
0: Mm
4: -hmm. Yeah, wearing somebody's skin. I don't know. Changing
0: into a werewolf.
4: Oh, that too, yeah. But even though this is a horrible place for him to be as far as, you know, werewolf shelters go, Remus does quite well. And he has to take a couple potions, but then he feels all right. Mm -hmm. But I guess he still looks pretty beaten up because his students are all being nice to him.
0: Yeah. And we find out that Dudley's not in class today because he came over funny. And Mm -hmm. so he's been taken off to the school nurse and they all associate it with... uh, Finals, finals, yeah, finals are
2: coming
1: up. Yes,
4: everybody's. We hear all the urban legends about the examiner. I love
1: that. I love how Remus says, "All right, does anyone actually know anyone who was in class with this boy? No, no. All right, what did we talk about? Urban legends."
2: (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) And they're like, "Oh no, but no, there was this one who. Oh, oh, no, no one actually knows that person. Oh, Mm -hmm. oh." So yeah. I yeah. thought that was really well done.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And Dora's again pushing for memory charms because Dudley can't handle it. And Remus says he needs to handle it. The magical world isn't going anywhere. And whether he likes it it's or not, not, he's involved.
1: Mm-hmm. And, course, and all of that is true.
0: Yep. And Sirius wants him to suffer because he's made Harry suffer. So go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: hmm just like, uh, that's not what I said. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Is this the chapter where Remus learns about what the Weasley twins did
4: with the candy? Um, That's in my notes, I think. I'm not sure. It might be this chapter, it might be next chapter. Okay. Is it in the ones we read tonight?
2: Yes. Yes.
4: I think so. It is. Okay. I think it's in 31
1: there's more than just the normal muggle fear of magic. Dudley's actually had magic used on him in a malicious manner. Mm-hmm. The pigtail mm-hmm. from Hagrid in Harry's first year, before the first year even. Um, the tom toffee, which right. made his tongue swell up and start spilling out of his mouth. Dudley has very, very legitimate reasons to be terrified of magic. He
2: does. And
1: it, it hasn't been helped by the so-called good guys. And looking at it from Harry's point of view, we don't like Dudley, and we think the twins' prank is pretty funny. But if we look at it from Dudley's point of view, he's been pranked maliciously without reason, and he has learned a very sharp lesson from that, as in, don't just snatch up Andy and eat it, because it'll Mm -hmm. make your tongue spill out your mouth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like that realism in his character.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And hasn't he also, at this point, encountered the Dementors? Because they're at he, the beginning of this it's year. It's the year right? five yeah.
1: January, so at the beginning yeah. of the year he did encounter that. And actually, I'm surprised that wasn't dealt with a little more.
2: Yeah. Uh,
4: well it's, it's mentioned, the in-universe um, thing with this story is that it's his encounter with Narcissa that he's seeing when he meets
2: the okay. Dementors.
1: uh. Ah, okay, okay, very good. I didn't quite pick up on that, but I figured there might have been more to it with the exposure to Dementors. No one ever fed him chocolate, for example, Mm -hmm. afterward, because we see the very negative side effects of an encounter with Dementors in the canon and in so much fan fiction, but it really seems like that was glossed over here, so that felt just a little bit off.
0: Yeah, there's a little bit in here, but
1: not a lot. I do like the idea of his worst memory being that he's got this encounter with Narcissa. Because otherwise, it's the, pre- the, the birthday where he got 36 presents instead of 37. Right. Because you know, oh,
2: right. he doesn't have
1: any bad memories to deal with. Mm-hmm. So
4: yeah. I appreciate that added dimension
1: being given to it.
4: And also, another thing that comes up in this conversation is that Dora has come up with an exit strategy for the mm-hmm. Lewises she's gotten a Dora Lewis has a job offer in Australia right mm-hmm.
0: just in case they need to leave so that Joe can get back to his job
4: I like that yeah it, it reflects that
1: they very much recognize that this is not Ray Lewis's job this is Joe's job mm-hmm. uh, and they didn't do what Dudley thought they did which was make Joe sick so that Remus could get in there but at the same time they recognize that they don't want it to turn into that they don't want to keep this from joe now that he's better
0: right Mm because this was joe's life and Mm -hmm. and he misses it he he's already had a conversation with remus about how you know they're his kids and and he wouldn't force remus out but if remus ever decided to leave for any reason whatsoever joe would be happy to go take over again Mm -hmm. so you know that's out there and well this is kind of going on all of a sudden we have a flash of light and dumbledore has arrived with
1: Fox. yay dumbledore
5: you seem to be laboring under the delusion
0: that i'm going to what was the phrase come quietly Well, i can tell you this i have no intention of going to azkaban enough of this take him <laughs>
2: Dumbledore's
4: got style. He's out on his world tour having been uh, kicked out. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, he left with style, so it's okay.
4: I mean, I've got the mighty Mouse theme running through my head. Here
1: I come to save the day. You know that Dumbledore is on his way. When there is a wrong to right, Dumbledore will join the fight. <laughs> <laughs> on the sea or on the land <laughs> he gets the situation well in
2: hand. <laughs> you did that right, way right. too
0: well. <laughs> <laughs> I could have done the first line, but that was it.
1: I live to serve. <laughs>
0: yes. Here we find out about, you know, the canon part where mm-hmm. yeah, you know, he was recruiting an army. Bad
1: yes dumbledore. yes of course that was very naughty of me and it's like arthur weasley scolding him dumbledore that was very naughty of you to be recruiting an army
0: <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> i love dumbledore because dumbledore is like okay they want to play i'm ready to play now
1: let's play
0: <laughs> fudge is gonna rue the day he put that toad in my school And decided that he wanted to be my enemy because now I am going to go and I'm going to start talking to people and people are going to listen to me. And then what is he going to do?
2: Yeah,
1: but first I'll have some pie.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) First I'll have some pie. Fudge's big mistake was forcing Dumbledore out of Hogwarts and putting him in a position to move around.
2: It was. because
1: he, he freed him from all that tedious headmastering and gave him the opportunity to give
4: speeches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In this thick, at least Dumbledore takes full advantage of not being a Hogwarts to be pretty much everywhere else. <laughs> and yeah. I love that.
1: I love that he's here, there and everywhere and nobody ever reports seeing him and none of the Aurors see him. So they don't arrest him. And,
0: well, scrimjar would if he actually could catch him, but
4: it, yeah, if if he saw him, but and
0: Dollish, is it Dollish? I can't remember now. It this is well, oh, a...
4: So, they Dumbledore discusses everything and finishes his pie and vanishes again. And Sirius is like. Are we sure that I can't kill Umbridge?
1: (laughs) Are we really sure about that? Because I would. It's no problem, really.
0: (laughs) I'm already, you know, wanted. It would
2: be okay.
1: Yeah, seriously. No harm (laughs) will come to anyone except for her because we want that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I I do love Sirius and his repeated, but I can kill her. No, it's no big deal. Uh, I'll take care of it. (laughs) And it just, every time he brings it up, you realize that the canon would have been so much simpler if he had been just allowed to do it.
0: Just allowed to do it. And, you know, he could have done it in the form of Padfoot, and nobody would have known it was him. Well, except for maybe Malfoy. and It would have worked.
4: Tripper on her way down the stairs or something. Yeah. Just put the invisibility cloak on, Tripper.
0: As she was heading down. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, though, she would turn something. into a toad on the way down and she'd just bounce and it just wouldn't
2: work.
4: Well, then is anyone actually, and, you know.
1: Has anyone actually written Umbridge as a toad and a magus?
2: I don't know. I don't think so, no. I'm sure you not know that I've she seen.
4: Is. For anyone looking for a plot bunny, there you go.
2: Yep. <laughs> the of
4: Umbridge and Trevor.
2: Oh! 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 <laughs> Ow! <laughs> Ow!
0: <laughs> oh. Oh. I can oh. tell that the title of this fix or this podcast is going to be "and pass the brain bleach."
2: <laughs> Ow!
4: Speaking of which, apparently they think Ellie needs <laughs> Brit medicine.
0: He does, because <laughs> he's having a terrible turn. He's had a bad case of the nerves.
2: Mm-hmm. Ow! <laughs> 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 Ow! <laughs> uh, totally. I think we, I think we killed, <laughs>
4: killed death roll
0: again. <laughs> we killed death roll. It's very sad.
4: Good night,
1: everybody.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Ow! It hurts.
4: <laughs> we can move on Ow. to talking about <laughs> Tox and Remus and the romance novel, if you prefer. Yeah, can you we go. not talk about anything involving relationships?
0: Well, let's see. Remus and and Dora have a little book time. And then we have uh, Deadly coming back to class. Mm -hmm. Dora is working and he's got papers, no papers, so he goes straight back. And we have Fleur who's reported that the hags in the pub have seen Dumbledore and so has the French Ministry and Mm -hmm. yeah. Less well, it's Hestia who's bringing he's up been. the hags in the pub, and then exactly. Fleur
4: mentions that he's been to the she's been to the French Ministry as well, and all sorts of places, and he's telling everything, including Fudge's foibles.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: And he apparently gave a speech to the Auror headquarters.
0: Yeah, which has Kingsley having a fit because he's you know first serious now Dumbledore. I'm hiding more fugitives than I'm catching. So,
4: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: and he's just always out and about.
4: Yes. And more people than Dudley are being nervous about exams. Uh, hmm. Daniel Morse is convinced he's going to be in trouble and has started carrying his inhaler around. And And we have another good exchange between Remus and Dudley about the memory charm thing. Because he, he says, you know, you can get past this, Dudley. I wish I could help. And Dudley says, you can help. You're just not doing it. Right. And then we have the uh, time passes paragraph. When is,
0: cold and dreary, and then the next... Oh, look, it's spring. It's spring! We have Kat texting us. She says that uh, we're disgusting and that toad sex is like old people sex. She's not happy with us at all.
4: I see. All good No.
0: Yeah. Apparently Death told her before he left.
1: <laughs> you guys just prompted me to open the second bottle of wine. <laughs> I see. That's where he went. <laughs> I need to do something I'm to lucky. wash that out of my head. Oh, congratulations Scott. You have joined the elite club of people who have actually managed to squick me.
4: <laughs> it's a very small and select group, I assure you.
2: Oh well, it's well earned. Pretty much
4: anything about involving Umbridge is squicky, squicky. so you know. That's actually one of my rules about fic. If you write Umbridge
1: fic, you are very disturbed.
2: Because you know, deep down, you deserve to be punished. Don't you, Mr. Potter?
1: Can you just oh, imagine well. reading Year read, 5 from her I, perspective?
0: I read, are you ready for this? No. I read Umbridge, Aunt Marge. So,
1: oh, um,
2: yep, yep, God.
1: Oh, how was how it? How would that even, <laughs> that
2: makes no sense. Um... Marge was, Marge was there
0: at the uh, house when Umbridge came to, you know, do something about Harry and they met up and kind of hit it off uh, and Marge gave her so she, her card and she went for tea and things developed.
1: All they need to do is start talking about the shortcomings in Harry's character. Oh, yeah. And they have they all the conversation off. in the world.
0: They hit it off like a house of fire. Yep, yep.
1: Wow. wow. Just wow. I
0: can't remember where I found it or why I even read it, but I, I did read it.
1: Because you had to know.
0: I did. I had to know how that worked. It's kind of like the Hermione Spock thing. I, I just had to see how that worked, you know. But, yeah. Uh.
1: And afterwards, your brain hurts.
0: Yeah, it
1: does. So you share it with us.
0: Well, you know, it makes the pain less if you share it.
1: So I've
4: heard. (laughs) Sirius, however, is getting having a better time because he's has something to do he's doing this serious is having a better time because he's on topic <laughs> he's
0: on topic and he's not having sex with anybody so it's good <laughs>
4: <laughs> or toads uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> I don't
1: know he and
2: could be having sex at
4: Beach. Mm, that's true that could happen I'm not sure why but you never know um,
0: Well, if. No, I won't go there. I'm
2: going to be good. I'm going to be good. So, the
4: fic. (laughs) There there was something in the fic that was interesting. Dumbledore's recruiting some friends of Bill's. um, Victor Crumb. Yeah, the auras are refusing to cooperate. Mm -hmm. They have a habit of becoming peculiarly nearsighted if a large crowd happens to be gathered around a man with a long white beard. I love that description. Mm
0: It's melting. It's
4: sports season.
2: Yeah,
0: and Dudley saying, please, please, just memory charm me, please. hmm And then we find and out... Edward
4: Holmes has disappeared.
0: Yeah. And he's, yeah he doesn't show up for the full moon, and they don't know where he is, and things just, yeah, aren't good.
4: Mm-hmm. Things with Remus and Things with are- Remus and Dora are okay, though. They're still having fun reading their books, they get through the second-last chapter with all the consummation and everything, mm-hmm. and Dora manages not to laugh until the end.
0: Yes, um, yes, that's always a good thing.
4: And this is the bit that made me put in my notes wondering about whether this predated DH, which I guess it did, because it says, mm-hmm. there's only one chapter left. Yes, that will be where the author names all the children and tells us that one of them grows up to be Minister of Magic.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, my, my God. God, it was... You're right. I read that and I thought, Oh my god, this person is taking the piss out of the epilogue. <laughs> but it predates the epilogue. It does. It does, but it's it's one of those foresightful yeah. moments. Because it's actually what it really is, is it's poking at the fandom and how a lot of fics will end off with saying so-and-so had a dozen children with so-and-so, and and these are all of their first and middle names, and here is what they went on to do, and here is the positions they played on Quidditch, Mm -hmm. and so on, and so on, and so on. So it's really poking at the fandom, and it's hysterical that it also manages to poke at the official canon epilogue as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well done,
4: Fernwithy.
0: Yay, Fern! Well
4: done, well done.
0: And we have uh, Dumbledore in the doorway of the drawing room.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Dumbledore in the double door.
0: D- yes, there you go. Uh, wondering if Miss Tonks would release Mister Lupin from the charm she's using, because mm-hmm. he'd like a word with him.
4: Yes, so and they have a discussion, basically about whether. Remus will be comfortable sending Dora into danger when things mm-hmm. really start heating up, because Remus is kind of the second in command in the Order in this universe.
2: Right.
4: Um, I don't know if we ever really got that from canon, but it works well enough.
1: It works well enough. I don't know
4: if it really came across
1: so much in this fic. At least that's not the impression that I got. Aside from this conversa- excuse me, from this conversation, of course. Mm -hmm. Well, Well, they often have Remus chairing the meetings
0: Yeah, he's been chairing the meetings and stuff like that True, true
1: And I do like that Remus is very rational about it He says, well, she's an Auror She's used to dangerous situations I would have no problem sending her into some sort of trouble Because I know she can handle herself
0: Right, no more trouble than I would, you know, sending others I wouldn't want to send anybody, is what he's saying but if mm-hmm. I have to, then I have to. And, you know, she's more qualified than a lot of people. So,
4: And then he also asks Dumbledore about this whole memory charm question.
2: Mm-hmm. And
4: Dumbledore is the one who kind of tunes him in a little bit and says, yes, you have a good point. This is good for him. But he's not as strong as you are. You have, you're projecting onto him because you could always stand more than you think you can. And Dudley really can't.
2: Right.
4: Uh, but Remus is still not comfortable with it, so he says, you know, is there anything else I could do? And Dumbledore promises to research a little bit about memory charms that fade, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To give him back the memories
1: when he's better able to deal with to them.
0: deal with them, yeah. And that's, that's a really good solution.
1: It is because I don't. I I agree with Remus here. I don't like the idea of taking away someone's memory because you're taking away the event that shapes who they are and who they become. Mm -hmm. And without the experiences that we go through, how do we grow at all? Mm -hmm. And I've quote Doctor Who: "A man is the sum of his memories." Very good quote. I've been watching uh, Star Trek V lately, and it's the one where the Vulcan makes you face your pain and draw strength from the sharing, and you you take away the pain, and and Kirk says, I don't want my pain taken away. I need my pain. Mm -hmm. It's who we are and who we become as a result of the bad things we've gone through, and that's very true. So I understand why Dudley wants this stuff taken away, it's because he can't deal with it, his brain is literally unable to wrap around it, and that's why he's failing at school, and, and so on now, but you're taking away who he is, you're taking away the experience that could let him develop, and you're stunting his growth, you're making him nothing more than a child, a
2: perpetual child.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he's not dealing with this at all, mm-hmm. and something needs to be done. And we kind of skipped over that they found Edward Holmes in a dingy room full of Wolfsbane. Very, very dead.
1: I did like very much that they threw the other words for Wolfsbane in there. Aconite and monk's hood. I liked that. It was just a small little nod to the canon and and to reality and herbology and and so forth. But I I, I liked that. I appreciated that.
0: Yeah, we actually have... Monk's hood, or we used to. I think it. I think it died out in the last couple of years. But we did have some of it for a while.
1: Got a lot of werewolves in your area that you need to worry about.
0: Well, yeah. At least you know raccoons.
1: No. <laughs> Damn raccoons! Yeah,
0: I have this great picture.
1: I, it's it's a lousy resolution and it's it's blurry because it was taken through a screen door. But it's three raccoons going through the recycling bin just. Wonderful! I was about three feet from them, and if not for the screen door, it'd be a great shot.
0: Mm-hmm. We have those. We woke up to the dogs going nuts one night and let the dogs out. They had cornered a mama raccoon and what turned out to be five babies. And the Rottweiler, when we had the rot, attacked the mama, and she hurt him, and he yiped, yiped, and so we pulled him off, and she and one baby left. I guess there was four babies. She and one baby left, and she before she left, she told those other babies something. I mean, she sat there and do, do, talked to them. <makes noise> and we pulled the dogs in, thinking that she'd come and get them. And the next morning, I went out, and I started picking up all the stuff that they had knocked down, because they were in the shed. And as I started putting things up on the shelf, the baby raccoon sat up and scared the living tar out of me. Scream like bloody murder and scared them to death. So then they're clinging to the ceiling in there again. And, you know, so we've got great pictures, you know, raccoon family in our shed. And they spent all day in there. And then she came back and got them the next night. We actually called the Audubon Society and said, What do we do? And they said, Just make sure your dogs aren't there tonight and she'll come back for them. And she did.
4: So there's something going on in the fic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in chapter thirty-one, the interesting thing here is because of how Edward Holmes decided to do things, um, the Muggle police got to him first. Hmm. And there's a young policeman, woman, isn't who a woman? is con- yeah, a young Muggle policewoman was first on the scene. I thought maybe she was a detective, but I guess she was just the first responder who was determined that this is weird. People don't commit suicide by drinking cups of Wolfsbane tea. He must have been murdered. And they ended up having to, when, when they came along with their obscure governmental agency taking over the case, they had to promise that they would entertain the possibility of murder and she'd get the credit if that's what how it turned out mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: So Tonks gets to come along As one of these agents And she brings Remus in As a consultant An independent yeah. expert So to speak And it, it's so funny
1: But we have been watching Castle lately And the main character over there Gives a special bulletproof vest That instead of police it says writer And I'm picturing Remus now With one that says Werewolf <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes
0: because we know he needs a bulletproof vest to stop those silver bullets stop the silver bullets
1: exactly and peter's silver hand he needs to stop that too okay. remus
4: lupin played by nathan Fillion. i wonder how that was <laughs> oh my god i'm a man this is great there are two kinds of folks who sit around thinking about how to kill people. Psychopaths and mystery writers. I'm the kind that pays better. Who am I? I'm Rick Castle. 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 I really am ruggedly handsome. I? Every writer needs inspiration, and I've found mine.
5: Detective Kate Beckett. 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 Nikki Heath. The character he's basing on you.
4: And thanks to my friendship with the mayor, I get to be on her case. I'd be happy to let you spank me. And together we catch killers. Make a pretty good team, you know, like Starsky and Hutch. Turner and who uh,
2: the, the
0: thing that's squeaking Tonks out at the moment is they had already started the autopsy before they could get there. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And the guy that was doing the autopsy found a few things that were a little bit different. The brain was a little bit different.
1: Because
4: um, started
0: heart, to
1: transform.
0: Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. His and, heart and lungs started to transform in his brain. His and, brain. Yeah.
0: And so, she said, there might be something, you know, that could be helpful to you. And he wants to know if she read it. And he's, she's like, yeah, but it was boring medical stuff. I don't know what it meant.
1: <laughs> so, Which is a, a remarkably refreshing thing from Fix where they feel the need to quote the Wikipedia page at us.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> the medulla
1: nice oblongata was enlarged unusually. and
0: <laughs> yeah, Yeah. So, they... You know, she searches and she can't find anything that would indicate that there was anything there besides him.
4: Yeah, he'd never... (laughs) She has a complex series of magic detection spells which reveal that Edward once heated a cup of tea with magic. Uh, That was basically it.
2: Yeah.
4: And he looked for, just searched for things and found a lot of rice and tuna fish and that was basically it. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah.
1: Mm, rice and tuna. You're reminding me of dinner. I had sushi tonight.
2: Thank you?
0: <laughs>
1: After the day I had, I needed some comfort food. You
0: needed comfort food. Mm. We're studying sea life and. No, we're studying zoo animals at school, and I needed a cooking project. And I was like, hmm, what can we do? What can we do? I know, we'll make seal food. So the kids are making tuna and putting it on crackers for uh. seal food. They're having a grand time
1: are seals allowed to eat crackers.
0: Yeah, sure they are. <laughs> with mayonnaise and relish, no less.
4: What oh, awesome! Know?
0: Hey, it's fish. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. So. so Remus Aww. takes this file and heads off to the library to research the brain because he doesn't know what's going on with any of this either. hmm mm-hmm. They they have a conversation about the, how horrible this situation is and that he is never likely to do anything like this because it isn't just being a werewolf that made this guy commit suicide. He had a whole bunch of other things go wrong in his life. Right. Um, His
0: wife left. He lost his job. His wife left him.
1: Yeah. And to think, he never would have lost his job if it wasn't for supporting Umbridge's anti-werewolf legislation. Yeah.
2: That's true. Yep.
1: You reap what you sow. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Of course, he little help, but still. Because they really targeted him.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. But still, yeah. And then Remus <laughs> goes home to find Sirius in a towering rage because Creature has destroyed his notes.
2: Yes, yeah, this is what you were talking ones ones. about earlier.
0: Because he had mm-hmm. found some letters that Bella had written. And
4: that might have been about when she was getting into the Death Eater stuff. Yeah, He could have looked through for any clues and good things.
0: And those are gone. Creature has mysteriously vanished, those. Mm-hmm. So, and Remus yeah. thinks the book he has is quite fascinating. Your brain and how <coughs> how you got it and how it works. And Remus
4: Serious says yeah, I spent it. a attention popping out frog brains once. <laughs> oh well, I'll let you know if I ever need to research the brain in uh, in
2: Yes,
4: <laughs> <laughs> where frogs?
2: Where frogs? <laughs>
4: Or no, dogs turn into wolves. <laughs> that was just hysterical.
2: <laughs> it goes like really well
1: to with
0: our uh, our umbridge toad conversation. Oh,
1: <laughs> where's my wine? There <laughs> <laughs> it is.
2: <laughs> I do
4: like this banter though. This problem with frogs turning into wolves once a month. Very small wolves, of course. It's becoming quite serious. <laughs> Only for the other frog. They can run freely with a hippogriff and a easel. Yes. But they've <laughs> got to be the careful. The hippogriff
0: doesn't step on them.
4: Yeah, the hippogriff's girlfriend will dock points.
0: Well, the frog wolf yeah. should have probably done it himself. <laughs>
4: so they're having a great time, a and beautiful. then Harry Potter's head appears in the fire.
0: Dun-dun-dun!
2: What's
4: going on? Hey, what's up?
0: Snead's serious, so he runs to get him and and we have our discussion about James the bully.
4: Snape's first memory. And honestly, this
1: scene just reminded me so much of how much the canon doesn't make sense. Because by this point we've already had Christmas and Harry and Sirius have been around each other, and I'm sure they had at least a few private moments. And why the hell didn't Sirius ask Harry why he never called him on the mirror? Ever. Yeah,
0: I know. Why?
1: Why? Because the plot said so.
0: But wait, wait. He got the mirror for Christmas just as he was leaving. Mm
4: -hmm. No. Yes. That was his Christmas present. That was Was his Christmas
0: present. So this is the first time that he's spoken to him.
4: Are
1: you
0: sure? I'm sure.
1: He didn't get that before he left for school?
0: No, he got it as they were leaving because he didn't want Molly to see it.
2: Okay. And he
0: didn't tell him what it was. He just gave it to him. And and Harry kind of like put it in the, you know, he, Harry didn't really know. He just kind of lost it in his trunk and then forgot all about it. hmm so, this is the time when Sirius should have said, why didn't you call on the mirror? Why aren't you, you know, he should say something here. But they're all in a Twitter yeah. and they don't.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God, you snuck into Umbridge's office. What a good, mar- good little
4: marauder you are. Mm-hmm. We're so proud of you. Well, they don't figure that out either. Yeah. Until later. So. Yeah, they don't quite know where he is. Mm-hmm. They have so. this conversation and Harry disappears because someone's coming. And then Sirius says, I wonder why I didn't... Oh, probably forgot. Well, I'll talk to him in the summer, or whatever.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah,
1: it, it's frustrating.
2: Oh yeah,
0: especially knowing what we know, it's terrible. Like,
4: you don't have till summer. No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and that gets back to what I was saying about the character being a dead man walking.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, and Sirius also thinks, where was he fleeing from? but mm-hmm. they don't figure it out until Fred and George show up in the next chapter.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, th- there's got to be a way to get him a message,
4: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even if you don't know. I it
1: do like this scene, though. Is.
4: Even though it's a scene that you have seen from the other side, it's interesting mm-hmm. getting all of Remus's thought processes as he comes up with these different bits of things to say.
2: Right.
4: I okay. do like that I
1: because you see it from the perspective of somebody who did know James and say, yeah, he wasn't the greatest person all the time. He Sometimes
4: he was a teenage boy. Mm-hmm. And Remus has to stop himself at one point from saying, okay, now you're reaching when Harry's talking about showing off for the girls. He's like, yes, he was 15. Yeah, They're you know, girls.
0: That's what this
1: you happened. <laughs> 15 and girls and boys and don't you know this yeah.
0: <laughs> and and there was one point where he considered lying to him and then realized well if i do that and for some reason he ever finds out then forget it
1: harry is very it's weird because everyone paints harry as this if you'll lie to him once it'll be all over and yet he constantly forgives ron for being mm-hmm. dumb and being mistaken about him yeah that's an interesting dichotomy that I just thought of.
4: Harry can stand more than people think he can. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, we we find out that, well, we knew, but Harry finds out that, you know, his father grew up, and he stopped hexing people just for the fun of it, and that's when Lily decided that she liked him. And Harry's like, even Snape? And this is when Remus thinks, oh, well, we could lie. And they, oh, well, what if? You know, he talks to Snape, or what if he talks to Peter somehow, and then he drops the bomb. Terry's
1: so likely to believe Peter,
0: right? And then he, you know, drops the bomb. I'm not doing occlumency again. What? I
1: did like that reaction. Regardless of what his personal feelings are, this is his job,
0: right? And he needs to, you know, you need to know this, and he's the only one that can do it. And I'm coming over right now, and I'm going to stomp in there, and I'm going to make him see reason, and.
1: Yeah, he's gonna stomp down to Snape's office right after he kills
4: Umbridge. Right. Well,
2: you know that might <laughs>
4: work. That would have the element of surprise appearing out of her fireplace.
2: <laughs>
4: well, hey, all Hi, he has to I'm do Sirius is make a call. All, all he has to do is make a call to Harry and
1: let Umbridge grab him by the hair and pull him through. And he goes, "Hi there."
4: Yeah. <laughs> I'm Sirius Black. Remember me? <laughs> oh. You might have noticed my picture in the paper a few years ago.
0: <laughs> I've come to kill you. <gasps>
2: so,
0: I yeah. still say that the best best ending that I've seen for Umbridge was in Foxears when they gave her to the
2: centaurs.
1: The centaurs? Yeah. yeah. Gave her to the centaurs. That's like canon
4: and the musical and...
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it was fun.
4: And then... Afterwards, um, Remus manages to calm Sirius down, and he'll talk to Snape at some point, and mm-hmm. they have their idea about, maybe we should get our hands on a pensive, show him some more memories, and it's a really great idea, and you really think they should do that, but uh, too bad.
0: Yeah, you know that it's not going to happen, because dead man walking.
1: Exactly, yep. and it is a great idea and you just wonder where are they going to get their hands on a pensive. Because I've read some fics where you can buy them in the common wizard supplies mm-hmm. in Diagon Alley, and then there's other cases where, like the way I wrote it, that's a very specialized item, there's not much call for it, therefore they are very expensive.
2: Right,
0: but they think they can get one from Ted, so that would work. And Ted uses, would use one in his practice, so that makes sense.
4: What does Ted yeah. do
1: in this fic again?
0: He's kind of a psychologist.
4: Yeah, he's a wizard he's,
1: psychologist. He's a, he's a mind seer.
0: healer. Seer, yeah.
1: yeah. Mind healer. I love when that term comes up in the fic. Yeah. <laughs> that
0: was my term. It's not
1: necessarily uh-huh. hers. Very good. So. Okay. Because his occupation is never given in canon,
4: so I tend to forget yeah. what it is in any given fic.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: And they set up this whole thing where Remus goes to meet with Snape and try and convince him to start the Occlumency again, and is kind of unsuccessful because it's Remus and Snape, and it just doesn't kind work. Of. Right. Yeah. And they go. They change the meeting place to the Hog's Head because Snape mm-hmm. insists, and Sirius is like, "Yeah, this is great. You can have a fist fight there. Just uh, you know, slug him a few times. <laughs> Hit him for Harry and for Neville Longbottom as long as and for he's taking me, a swig or two. Yeah.
0: <laughs> And that almost is what happens. And Albaforth, who has obviously been given lines to deliver, tells them to take it outside, gentlemen, take it outside.
4: I know. Remus comes in and sits down. Uh, Snape's already there. Remus comes in and sits down. And the barman's like, Blimey, that's Remus Lupin, isn't it? I haven't seen you in two years. <laughs>
0: Your headphones are rubbing together, Scott. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you might want to do that whole line again, because it was just like, scratch, 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 scratch,
4: scratch, Yeah. Well, he he just looks over and sees him and basically announces his presence to the entire bar. Mm-hmm. Now wow, like where have you been? Column.
0: Yeah, I know. You've gone from...
4: Oh, dear. There we there go. There There we are. It took the head the, the microphone flaps is the microphone flops around, so when I was moving stuff it fell back to hit my shoulder and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, it's what you don't know death roll is uh, Scott has two headsets on, one so he can hear us, and one so he can talk because both are missing vital pieces,
4: yep, okay. So one of them's plugged into the headphone jack and the other one is plugged into the microphone jack and uh, <laughs> you know I'm gonna
1: tomorrow I'm gonna go down to Target and drop 15 bucks and get you
4: a headset okay <laughs> uh, well I'll find one somewhere I'm sure Now do you have Walmart up in Canada um, yeah we've got a few
1: find your local one and pick up a USB headset for about 15 or 20 bucks Canadian Canadian Mm -hmm. yeah the cost is well worth avoiding the hassle of having to wear two headsets
0: oh I don't know Scott's been wearing two headsets for a long time I think he likes it
4: if nothing
1: else it gives him a good story
0: yeah
4: as long as it sounds okay, it's all right, I guess.
0: Yeah, you sound okay now. So we have Snape and Remus in the back alley, supposedly having a fist fight. Yeah,
1: supposedly, and Snape is being snarky.
0: Always.
4: Don't lie to me. Remus basically gives up being reasonable and slams him into the wall and says, You need to do this. This is your job. <laughs> And Snape says, I'm not going to waste my time. Right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He's not trying. He's not doing anything. He actually wants this. Which is
0: so unfair because Snape actually didn't teach him how to do anything. Snape said, clear your mind. In these lessons, I will attempt to penetrate your mind. You will attempt to resist. Prepare yourself doesn't say this is what you need to do to clear your mind this is what you need to do to not let me in he just says do this and then he you know blasts him for being arrogant and it is true harry does want to know and Mm -hmm. harry isn't trying so correct and
1: harry is more arrogant than he likes to admit
0: yes but snape is a crap teacher
1: Mm -hmm. I i don't know because The description we get of the imperious curse is very, there's no warning. There's no way to fight it off. And Harry knows instinctively sort of how to resist it. He just says, "Uh, no, I'm not going to jump up on the desk. And I think if Harry were more open to it, he would find that instinctively he knows how to keep somebody out of his mind. Because Snape does tell him, even in the first lesson, that he he knows how to push him out. He just wastes time shouting. So Harry is capable of doing this. He just doesn't apply himself at all. He doesn't clear his mind before he sleeps. He doesn't, and he doesn't even ask the question of, well, how you, mm-hmm. you say, do this, but you don't say how.
0: Yeah. Well, the two of them together is just a bad combination because, Oh, not gonna I'm, get along I'm
1: not going to argue that at all, yeah. but I'm saying it's not, it's just as much Harry's fault as it they, is Snape's. Yes,
0: yeah, I, I will. I will say that too. And mm-hmm. the, but yeah, they just.
2: Yeah, oh.
4: It works much better in the. Um, I can't remember which fix series it is where, they have Remus teach him how to clear his mind and then send him to Snape to learn the actual Occlumency mm-hmm. bit.
1: Very nice. I would, I would like to read that. The way I have approached it in my own writing is to say. It doesn't matter what you've been told. There is no preparation for this. The only way to know is to experience it. So I'm writing Snape doing exactly the same thing. (laughs) Mm
4: -hmm. Just without the preconceptions about each other. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Exactly. There is no preparation for this. You have shown skill at resisting the Imperius. You will find that similar skills are needed here. Prepare yourself. Legilimens. <laughs> yeah. That's all there is, and all of a sudden Harry has to defend his mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Difference being, he liked he likes Snape more, mm-hmm. so that that
0: helps. Yeah. Um, There's a little mm-hmm. bit more of a understanding here, and a little bit more of a mm-hmm. mentor,
1: and and that's what it is. What Snape says here is completely accurate. Harry isn't trying. He doesn't care. He is not going to learn this from me.
0: And and that's true. It's very true.
1: It's so true. Snape recognizes the futility of what's going on. Mm -hmm. And Harry breaching his trust and going into the pensive is really just the last straw. And there is no reason he should put up with it because he sees plainly that it's not going to work, it's not going to be successful, why would he waste his effort? Right. It may be the good thing and the proper thing and the right thing, but it's not going to happen. Yeah.
0: Makes sense. And it's,
4: it's very consistent with Snape. Like, Snape isn't going to um, – what you wish would have happened at this point is Snape recognizing I can't teach him anything – Let's I need to find else. some other way for him to learn this, mm-hmm. but yeah, Pro- Pro- Professor Flitwick extra- is
1: free tonight. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. somebody, Snape isn't
4: going to take the extra trouble to do that.
1: So yeah. no. someone has to know how to do this, but
0: yeah, it's yeah. always it's interesting to me that Snape seems to be the only one that knows how to do it. Mm-hmm.
1: And yet, whenever it's convenient for the plot, there's random Zen Master who is the master of it, and can teach Harry everything he knows in six weeks. Mm-hmm. and
0: Yeah, but that is not this story.
1: That's not this story, true, but I'm just saying you see that a lot, mm-hmm. where everybody and their brother is an Occlumency Master, and I choose to believe that it's a very difficult art, and Snape is the only one who can teach him, and because Harry is not willing to learn this, it goes badly for him.
0: Right, yeah. At I think that Dumbledore should have part. taught him, but Dumbledore didn't have the time.
1: Dumbledore what what does Dumbledore do all day he doesn't teach any classes
0: well he runs the school you know which involves what well sure it's you know like in the old manor houses and he has to meet with the kitchen staff and approve the menus and he needs to you know meet with the the house elves and make sure that the cleaning's being done and you know
2: Get his
4: reports from all the portraits who are spying on everything. Yeah,
2: <laughs> all of that. And see, you know, these are very busy men. up
4: most of his time, I'm sure. Yeah,
2: well, you know,
1: we, uh, we
0: know that Dumbledore knows everything that goes on, and that's more than likely how he knows. And
1: here is where Ryan would be reminding us about the TPS reports.
0: Yes, he's got the TPS reports. Don't forget those. <laughs> so, busy
4: Getting busy. in supplies of lemon drops and emerald ink, and, you know
0: he's got to feed Fox
4: that takes at least half a day
0: you know there's important things going on (laughs) I'm sure he's got to dust because I wouldn't let the house elves into my office to do that
2: (laughs) anyhow Remus is
4: basically unsuccessful yes and leaves the alley being introspective and wondering if had they done something differently when they were 15 would Snape be a nice guy maybe no. he wouldn't have gone to Voldemort maybe no. Wormtail would have not been able to trick everybody and no. It, yeah <laughs> no, no. <laughs> not going to happen
1: well I, so. I personally love when the characters engage in these sort of what ifs and the answer is just no 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 <laughs> nothing would have changed he's still a miserable
4: little worm yep so he heads over to Dora's flat, and uh, they read off the last chapter, and, uh, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: then talk about children.
4: Uh-huh.
1: And how and the silliness. ending is completely unrealistic, and they bring up cross-generation fic. <laughs> yeah. I love this whole discussion because it is such a commentary on the fandom.
2: Yeah.
4: <laughs> It might have been a little it might have been nice to have a little something between threatening to kill Redwald and being his son in law.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I
1: know. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh,
4: yeah. And they have a discussion about Remus and his relative goodness and, then he and Snape on. and whether he could have done anything or not. And she basically agrees with you. And um yeah. And then when he gets to Grimmauld Place, the Weasley twins are there. Yay! (laughs) Which
1: I like because it shows that Order of the Phoenix is moving along, Mm -hmm. progressing, and really, that's the only time indicator that we have is when the canon intersects with the fic. There's not a lot of description of the passing of time. There's this happened, then this happened, then this happened. And then a canon event happened and lets you know we're in February or whatever.
2: Right.
4: Mm-hmm. And it's just um, Remus, Sirius, Fred, and George is an interesting combination.
2: Oh, yeah.
4: <laughs> is that you Fred that. George, aren't you supposed to be somewhat north of here? <laughs> whatever do you mean and then it turns out they're there because they've said to molly it's okay we're self-sufficient we've got a flat we'll live above the shop it'll be fine and then they get there and realize they have no furniture
1: we have no furniture oh which it makes for a funny scene but couldn't they just conjure furniture yeah, <laughs> maybe they are created transfiguration I, the, the thing is though I don't accept that because they only got three owls each and they had to have been in potions transfiguration and charms at least yeah. and herbology and 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 whatnot so I mean it's it's a funny scene and I laughed at it but they could have made themselves furniture and I realize this is before Deathly Hallows and Gamp's fourth law which says you can make more of something as long as you have a little bit of it but
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I've seen very creative things in the realms of transfiguration and such, even before Deathly Hallows. So mm-hmm. I feel like the author sacrificed practicality for the sake of humor at this mm-hmm. point.
0: Well, I love that Flitwick's miffed and sent them out <laughs> yeah. because they could have got outstanding in their charms. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which seems like a very Flitwick thing to do. Oh, yeah.
4: But they couldn't quite hear everything that he said because mom was yelling at the same time. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: And I love yeah. George. We could have got outstanding in potions if we'd wanted to, but mm-hmm. we wanted yeah. two more years with Snape? Yeah. yeah, and
1: that's the thing: as competent a potions master as Snape may be, because people from houses other than Slytherin do not like him, it discourages them from taking Newt potions and. Mm-hmm pursuing a career in that regard and I've often seen in fics that portray Snape very negatively that that is a consequence but it's a real consequence as much as I might like Snape he's put a whole generation of Ravenclaw's Hufflepuffs and Gryffindors off of potions Mm -hmm. and that's not a good thing
4: Yeah, it would be a good thing if he ever managed to get out and have a shop again because he's driven his prices up but other than that
2: (laughs) (laughs)
1: I hadn't considered it in that light. And if his ambition was to make a lot of money, he's probably done himself a favor, but I don't see his ambition as being lined up in that way. Mm -hmm. No,
4: he's probably more a research postmaster than a a shopkeeper.
1: Can you imagine him as a shopkeeper having to deal with the public?
0: (laughs) He'd be like that gal at the Twilight store I was at. You know, who kept her back to me and talked on the phone the entire time I was in the store. You know, he would just like be
1: oh. Twilight store.
0: Yes, we have a we have a local Twilight store.
1: I'm so sorry.
0: Yes, and I had to go in because I was just like, oh my goodness, we have a local Twilight store. This is I can't believe it. <laughs> it's
1: so it's it, because was because yeah, it was they filmed them there.
0: Yeah, because they filmed it here.
1: Oh, very nice. So it was more along the lines of a train wreck, I must see what's going on in here, Mm -hmm. rather than any legitimate interest.
0: Yes, that was mostly it. Uh, But she did. She literally had her back to me and ignored me the entire time I was in the shop. Mm. And I thought, hmm, they're not going to do very well. No,
1: not really. But at the same time, they will do well because they are the Twilight store. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm.
4: But and
0: it's they have just, moved from those premises, so apparently they had to yeah. go somewhere else. I didn't realize it was still in town, but I met somebody the other day that actually works there. <laughs> and I said, oh, I was in that shop once, and this person ignored me. And she said, yeah, that was the owner's daughter. She ignored everybody. I said, oh, oh was
1: boy. I wasn't
0: the only one.
1: <laughs> the owner's daughter.
2: Ah! <laughs>
4: yeah. So. I don't know. I-, I could see Snape as, you know... Uh, sort of mail order rare potions ingredient guy, like the, all, the actual, the people who are serious about potions would come to Snape for their stuff, and mm-hmm. he would send it to them, and, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah.
1: Imagine I that's know. the sort of thing he never advertises, but it's strictly word of mouth.
0: Mm-hmm. I can see that.
1: That seems to have a little bit more style to it. Although, when, before of- when you were saying the mail order, I thought you were going to talk about Snape and a mail order bride...
0: No, 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 no. No. No, We won't go there. We've had enough brain bleach already. We don't
1: need one. <laughs> and we've given enough plot bunnies.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so
4: Speaking of marketing things, yes, uh, the, the twins, twins want arrived. to market the map.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm, yes.
1: They would like, I do the like map that charms. I don't see the map worked into enough fic.
2: Yeah.
1: I never see the concept of replication of the map reproducing its effect anything like that. So I was pleased to see that the creation of the map was not forgotten and the twins are the only thing that I didn't quite catch was how the twins knew who Mooney and Padfoot were. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. I don't quite know that one either.
1: But aside from that, I thought it was brilliant that they were thinking about marketing the map. Mm -hmm. And I like the problems that Remus and Sirius had with doing that because in the hands of a death eater, this is a target map to whoever you want to kill
0: right mm-hmm. and and you know remus and sirius have a very good you know the wars on if we teach you how to do this then people are going to be able to you know see us even if we're in invisibility cloaks and the in kid, the kids mm-hmm. the twins turn around and say yeah but you can also see if somebody else is in your house or you can see who's at your front door it has very,
1: very positive applications. It has very, very negative
0: yeah.
1: applications as well, yeah. which I suppose is inherent with any piece of technology.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. And this is where the story about the Tun Tung Toffee comes out. Yeah. And yep. This is and how Dudley lost 40 pounds in four months and got, joined the boxing team and all of that he, stuff. He essentially
1: developed a phobia about candy.
2: Yeah.
1: Which... I am not a health expert. I don't know if dropping 40 pounds in a month is healthy, but I think that the lesson that Dudley learned from this is invaluable.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And I wonder if that weight loss was so drastic because he was so grossly overweight.
0: Yeah. I'm sure that was possible or that was part of it. But yeah, he'd be terrified to eat that kind of stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you,
4: know. you never know when those people might have got to it.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, those yeah, people those exactly people could
0: be sneaking in, you know, somehow or levitating it in somehow and mm-hmm. and hiding. Well, they it showed up the in house. his
4: fireplace,
0: mm-hmm. right? Yeah. One that Who knows where up. they could
1: show up? Boarded up, exactly. They mm-hmm. could do anything. And Dudley really, honestly, has that reaction to magic. They can do anything, right? Nothing is beyond the realm of possibility with him, and he it terrifies him. So he, who knows what they could have gotten to, and he really just is completely turned off of candy at that point. And he was in the middle of eating Harry's birthday cake when he got the pigtail, so mm-hmm. that's just one more bit of negative reinforcement. It's a completely Pavlovian response. Yeah. He's punished twice in response to eating sweets. Yeah. That don't belong mm. to him.
0: So, we knew that he was supposedly on a diet at this point, too, but you mm-hmm. know he wasn't following the diet. He was sneaking out every chance he got. Yeah, and but for this, not this for him not this to, Right. For him to drop that much weight and everything, that's, that's part of it. Mm-hmm.
1: And it, I hate to say it, but as big as he was, is 40 pounds even a difference?
0: Well, it's a little bit of a difference. It's enough to get him down to a fighting weight, I think, so... Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, did they say what weight class he's in?
0: He's in the heavyweight. He's in the heavyweight. I believe. I think I remember that from the last one.
1: Or junior heavyweight.
0: Yeah, junior heavyweight, something like that. So Remus goes to school and emails Dudley and says, "I'd like to meet you." <laughs> and he got back a reply immediately that said, "You know what I want." And Remus said, "Yeah, and I'm ready to discuss it with you." Yep. Yeah. So, yeah.
4: I also like how the twins offer him a cane to go with all his gray hair. And uh, he figures it would turn into a stork.
2: Yeah, probably something. (laughs) So they go
4: through his classes for the morning. Mm
2: -hmm. And
4: he's really not having a great time because everybody's worried about exams. And they're basically just doing revision stuff. And everybody keeps asking, is this on the exam? Um,
0: So when Dudley gets there, he says, I want to tell you why I don't want to do a memory charm on you. And Dudley gets up to leave, and Ramus just gives him that teacher look. And Mm -hmm. finally he sits down.
4: He says, that doesn't mean that I won't do it, but I want to tell you why I don't like the idea. Mm
1: -hmm. I would like to interject at this point. I just looked up junior heavyweight. The more modern term is cruiserweight, and the weight is uh, 220 pounds and less, sometimes 215 or 100 kilograms. Mm-hmm. So he's not as big as some fics portray him as this mm-hmm. huge, gigantic monster. I mean, 200 pounds is still fairly big, but I yeah. mean, I weigh 200 pounds. I'm a little over six feet tall, and I'm pretty slender. Mm-hmm. So yeah, 200 pounds, 220 is not all that much for... Yeah,
0: so yeah but I mean, if you he, add the 40, so put him at 270... Mm-hmm. Before he dropped it, that's getting up there. That's you know,
2: mm-hmm. and is. he's also
4: 15 as opposed to, you know, actually a grown man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True,
1: and I'm sure he's shorter than I am as well. So it's right. it's all relative. But you know, just yeah, he, for, he's not uh, like 400 pounds. Right. <laughs> exactly, he's not some gross fat pig, um, as it were, who can barely get around, and he kneel. He needs like a, a rolling chair or something, right? Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt, but no, I just okay. had the urge to look that up. Information. Yeah.
0: So Remus says, first of all, these memories are your memories. They belong to you. They're part of you. For good or for ill, they're what make you what you are.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and Dudley's like, yeah, right. You don't, you don't like me. You don't care all you ever wanted, you know. And
1: You poison Joe.
0: Yeah. He says, actually, I do like you, but that's neither here nor there. The point is, you don't belong to me to remake. And even the horrible things can help you grow. I know what the Weasley twins did to you. And he's like, Mm -hmm. he doesn't even know. The toffee. Oh, them.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, that.
0: (laughs) You know, but I also know that that's what got you started running and losing weight and got you into Joe Levinson's circle.
1: Which is completely true.
0: It is. But Dudley doesn't want to hear that.
1: Right. Okay. He doesn't like this talk about causality.
0: No. so
4: And Remus does acknowledge, you know, this doesn't mean I think they did a good thing. It's inexcusable, but it had consequences, and those consequences mm-hmm. have changed who you are.
2: Right. And then,
0: now he's got Dudley thinking. Okay, so if you do the memory charm, will I forget about Joe, and will I forget about boxing and all of that? And. You know, and Remus
1: should have scared the hell out of him and said, Yes, yeah. yes, if I do, you will forget that.
2: Yeah, but he you know, no. Uh,
1: why is the character always honest to a fault except when the plot says so?
0: Uh,
1: I know. This whole thing ring. could have just. <laughs> This whole problem could have been avoided if he just tried to convince Dudley that, no, he really didn't want the memory charm. Mm -hmm. Instead, he insists on dealing honestly with the kid and, and says, oh, well, yes, you'll remember this, but you wouldn't remember that. And basically, the memory charm is exactly what Dudley wants, and there's no reason for him to try and get out of it or, or to refuse it or or anything like mm. that because what Remus really ought to be doing is convincing Dudley that he doesn't want the charm right? because it'll create more problems than it, it solves and he starts to do that with the causality argument but he should have said no it's not that precise you'd forget way more stuff than that
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you'd come out of it thinking you have to study for your exams for last year yeah. but mm-hmm. you know What the hell do I know? (laughs) (laughs) It would have been a different story.
4: It
0: would have been a very different story. He tells him Uh, that he should, you know, he can remove the memories of Narcissa and everything that's happened related to it. That he would remember Remus coming to school and that he was the bodyguard. mm -hmm. But he wouldn't have any recollection of the tie to Joe's illness and and stuff like that. Or, you know, he wouldn't remember St. Mungo's. And that's as much as he can do. And if you let Dora do it, well, she could do a little bit more, and you'd be more prepared for when the memories come back. And Dennis is like, I don't want them back. Mm-hmm. And he says, yeah, well, that's not going to happen. You're going to get these memories back at some point. Yeah. So you take the weekend and you think about it and come and talk to me.
4: Mm-hmm. What I might have done is have him just memory charm St. Mungo's and leave the rest of it. Because that was the stuff that sort of pushed Dudley over the edge. I mean, the, mm-hmm. Narcissa was kind of festering. That's the major thing. But but
1: if it was you also do that, past. I, I like that. But if you do that, you leave him with the memory of it was the magic on him that affected Joe so
4: much. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's the thing that's caused the most growth in him is that realization. Yeah, that's true. So and it becomes a question
1: of what do you leave him with what do you take out and ultimately it's (laughs) sadly I I hate to cheapen this but it's exactly what you do in fan editing you decide what lines to leave in what scenes Mm -hmm. to leave in and what to remove what to take out
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: and you're essentially reshaping Dudley's life just as you would reshape the plot of a movie yeah I like that Remus has a real big problem with doing this because it, it's not a casual business.
0: It's not a casual business
1: to go mucking around in somebody's memory like this.
4: Mm-hmm. And Dudley uh, also asks him, "Will I remember my classes?" And he says, "Well, you know as well as you usually do,"
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> which is to say, not,
1: not ver- very much. <laughs>
4: very- uh oh.
1: Oh dear, we lost Scott we lost again.
2: Scott, well, mid sentence even.
1: I will cover that and say it's a shame because without remembering what Professor Lewis, I, I think they're called Professor
2: mm-hmm. in
1: this, without remembering what Professor Lewis meant to him, he's going to lose the better study habits that he's gained.
2: Right.
1: And. It's more of this complex, oh, it's nice to think that we can wave a wand and erase the memory and everything's fine, but here you see that there really are consequences, real consequences, right. to affecting somebody's memory and changing their life. That's true. S- Scott, are you back? I covered for you. Come on, man. Jump in.
4: Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> what did you lose? Uh,
0: well, he, like, he jumped in and just covered it right up, so I don't think we lost much.
4: Okay. What I was going to say was, oh, where was I? Oh, remembering things as well as he generally does. It's not like the joke with, you know, Doctor, will I be able to play the violin? "Hmm." (laughs) Well, I couldn't before. (laughs) (laughs) I love
1: that joke. I do. So... Uh, the point I made was basically, if he erases the memories of Lewis, if he makes Lewis nothing more than just the Guardian who was there to protect him, he loses the better study habits he had. He loses the participation and the better grades that he was getting in the the improved academic stuff that he, he gained as a result of Lewis's influence on his life.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Even though there wasn't a whole lot, but yeah.
1: It was a little. It was enough because there were numerous occasions through this when Dudley stood up and gave answers in class, and they weren't great. They weren't particularly inspired, but they were correct. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I felt that even giving that much was an improvement for Dudley as a character.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. And then we have the twins opening their shop.
2: Yes,
4: uh, after they realize they don't uh, have enough help. I yeah. love the first
1: day descriptions. They're like, oh, crap, we're popular. Um, yeah, quick, what do we do? We need somebody to help staff the the store. Oh, crap. Uh, Remus, yes, you'll help, you'll help. Um, yeah, and I, well, Molly I, I,
0: comes in and helps. And-
1: that blew my mind that <laughs> Molly came in to help with the <laughs> store.
0: Well, she's their mother. She would. Mm
4: -hmm. she's good at organizing things she's probably good at potions you know
1: the thing is so many fics i read characterize molly as she would never possibly do anything like this and it's so nice and refreshing to see her she may not approve of fred and george's antics and be disappointed in their three owls each and no newts but they've managed to open a store and they're popular enough that they have the business and she may not like necessarily what they're doing but she has enough love for them to respect it and want them to succeed regardless Mm -hmm. and she actually helps out with it and I think it's a good characterization of Molly
2: oh yeah
4: Mm -hmm. and And Arthur is just having a great time saying those are my sons and uh, wandering around the store
1: and I loved how the all the products become a problem at the ministry
0: <laughs> yeah <and> Cornelius <laughs> yes. Fudge shows up right before closing with yellow feathers still in his hair absolutely irate and twins <laughs> you know, offer no apology and nope. kingsley's behind Kings- him just laughing his head off silently you know. what
2: else would i you think
4: kingsley doing? slipped it to him yeah, probably probably oh and it's it's so funny Mm-hmm. It really really is. In their toy section they have a bear that turns occasionally turns into a spider just for run. I for loved her. that nod to the cannon. Yeah.
1: I loved it, loved it, loved it.
0: And yeah, so we're and Doris asking about they want to do the army charm that he that Remus had done on the on her dolls. So mm-hmm. they're thinking about that and he tells her about them uh talking about doing the marauder's map again. mm
1: mm-hmm. Mhm. And I love the speller or, or candy or the powder that they sprinkle it on the Daily Prophet and all the lies turn into... The cock and bowl cologne. Yeah, <laughs> the it's a mister. The
4: cock and cologne.
1: <laughs> they turn into roosters that start cockfighting. Oh, it's yeah. funny. And it's just, uh, oh, wow. Why don't we make a few more products that just piss off the government?
0: Yeah, they're having way too much fun.
1: I can't believe they were actually allowed to remain in business after that powder came out. Oh, yeah. That actually but, surprised me. You
0: know, what? Why do you mean Scott's not online? Get him back.
1: <laughs> Something is telling us to end the call. I
0: know. It, it's getting close to being time.
1: Have we gotten far enough in the chapters?
0: Well, this is the last chapter, so let's just see what, what do we have to, at the okay, end of this. Okay, somebody
1: with notes power through it. So. Yeah,
0: Scott's the one with the notes. He's gone.
1: Oh, great. We're screwed.
0: Yeah, I know. So well, I, I have, will talk
1: about my lovely bottle of wine here.
0: No, no, we have uh, Dudley, who does get his memory modification. He it does. Takes, it takes a whole 20 minutes. Yep. And Remus ends up doing it, not Dora, but... It works out. She panics.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, is that what happened? I really wasn't clear.
0: He hadn't done it since his newts when they partnered with students from other houses and he would called, st- oh, no, this is something else. He called Sally McMillan Mac- to believe she had spent the morning picking lilacs. He <laughs> <her> to- <laughs>
1: Yes, I remember that. <laughs> so
0: he wanted to be very careful. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And Scott's back,
1: and that was just so funny because it makes you wonder how do they test for these charms? Oh yeah! For for some of the things they have to do, like the cheering charm turned up on the owl, Mm -hmm. or the the end of year exam, and it's said that harry left the exam feeling completely euphoric well obviously he wasn't casting the charm on himself mm-hmm. so he had to have been casting it on someone else and have them cast it on him
0: right so at the end of this 20 minutes dudley's sort of in a little stupor and he tells him that he fell asleep and and off he goes
4: Yeah, he gets out his latest essay and some of his books and sort of arranges them artistically on the desk and wakes him up. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Yeah. Are you okay, Dudley? Fine, fine, I'm fine. And through the week, he kind of, Remus watches him carefully from a distance and makes sure that it's holding.
1: Well, I like how he eases him through there by prompting him to give the responses that he would normally give in a situation where he just dozed off. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm fine, I'm I'm fine. I I was up late studying last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as he's giving the excuses to the teacher, he's giving the excuse to himself. Right. So he accepts it much more readily than he does where the men in black give you the neuralizer scan and, and say, Oh, everything's fine.
0: Yeah. Remus says, I'm still not sure I did the right thing. hmm And Doris says, Is he still locking himself in or Sirius says he's still locking himself in his dorm? No. Well, good, because I heard that's not healthy. Yeah.
1: So. <laughs> and I liked Sirius yeah. taking the piss out of himself right there. Yeah. Which is great. And, and it, it is another spooky moment because, oh, dead man walking. Mm. But it, I like that Sirius is able to just call himself out and say, yeah, that was kind of silly that I was doing before. And I'll try not to do that anymore.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's healing. And Doris and is. He, And Dora says, you know, Mom and I use memory charms all the time. Does that make us bad people or all that? Mm -hmm.
1: The use of a particular charm in and of itself is not good or bad. It's the application that you put it to. And there's a great line from an alternate universe series called Lord Darcy that says, dark magic is a matter of symbolism and intent. The proper spell can be put to both light uses and dark uses. Mm-hmm. It's the intention of the
4: spellcaster.
2: Right.
4: So they changed the subject, and... Much like us. I like this bit. <laughs> I just, I missed it the first time, but um, Sirius has created a charm to work out things from Potion Residue, inspired by watching the Muggle Forensic guys do their stuff. Right. From really? Sirius came up with that? <laughs> Yep,
1: I missed that part because I thought the spell itself was fairly cool, but I didn't realize Sirius had invented it. And Scott can't respond, no, because he's gone.
0: Lost him again. It's this time of night. Well, actually,
1: the lines to wait, Canada get shut we're, down.
0: We're getting later than we usually are, but yeah, we're gonna finish this up, Scott.
1: It's what, probably a good thirty, ten thirty your time, soon Yeah. It's not late.
0: No, not li- not it is late. Here. But it's late for me now because I've been going to bed earlier because I start work much earlier than I used to.
1: Uh, so. the double shifting thing.
0: Yeah, and tomorrow's my double shift.
2: So ooh
1: ooh ooh. Okay, we'll hurry up and get done with the call. Um, Scott had a point. What was Take it, away? Scott?
0: <laughs> Scott doesn't remember. You were talking about Sirius in the forensic thing.
4: Oh yes, I. I just thought it was neat that he's worked out a charm based on the stuff that they saw the muggle surgeon do when they were examining Edward Holmes.
0: Sirius didn't see that, because Sirius wouldn't have been there.
4: No, but somebody else must have reported it to him, because it says it does say Sirius worked it out. Okay. They so. shared memories with
1: him in a pensive.
4: No, it was, um, it was inspired by the report. So it's yeah, the so report it's, that, Sirius, that Remus he, brought home.
0: Yeah. Remus brought it home, and he probably read it. That makes sense.
4: Yeah, because Sirius is sitting there bored, and Remus has left his report out on the table, so he Mm -hmm. read it.
1: (laughs) Sirius is bored and becomes an eavesdropper. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's all good. Next.
0: So we have uh, Doriel wandering in with the Wolfsbane and saying, I passed Dudley on the grounds coming in. He didn't recognize me. And Alan is snuck up behind her on his little cat-like feet. And said, "You didn't." <laughs> and Doris jumped. Oh, Dudley! I was going to wish him luck on his fight Friday. And yeah, Alan says, "Oh, he's back to his usual form. I doubt he'll need any luck." And uh, will I call Scott back again.
4: <laughs>
0: so,
1: let's get the good night in. <laughs> you
4: yeah, know. So, and then we, ha- we have another one of those moments where Remus says oh, well, maybe next month you can come transform with me because Minerva will be back from Hogwarts and she can watch the house.
2: <laughs>
4: yeah. that's not
0: going to happen. And we have May dying in a rush of green and glory and June arriving in sails of summer rain.
1: And more bad pros.
0: Yeah. So, and that's it. <laughs>
1: And that's where we're headed. We, ended up, yeah, we right? made it through the chapters. Made
0: it through the chapters. I think this is the first time, except for maybe the first one, that we've actually made it through all the chapters we were supposed to. So, oh, yes.
1: And you had me here to pull us off topic.
0: I love it. Yeah, well, you kept us going too. So, that was good. Thank you.
1: Yeah, I tried. <laughs>
0: I like this. I, I liked the um, the struggle that Remus went through. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: as did I I thought it was really good that he had to wrestle with himself over using the memory charm because I've read a lot of fics where the characters don't think twice and they don't Mm -hmm. really contemplate what the memory charm really means and Mm -hmm. I like that it was dealt with in a, a much more real fashion here I liked how Dudley was asking for it even though it was magic him working his way up to ask for magic to help deal with his problem was tremendous growth. And I'm sorry that that growth went away with the memory charm.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, Unless you know, he did say like,
4: himself, you know, before you do it, thanks for doing it. And,
0: afterwards, and I won't think care. That, you know, it's still there. Even if he doesn't remember it, it's in the you know, the back of his mind. So, you know, some of that growth may come out still, too. Mm-hmm. It may just manifest its way, itself in different ways. And it is set up so that the memories are going to come back, and he is going to have to deal with them, which I mm-hmm. think he needs to do. I mean, I agree with Remus in this. He needs to deal with this, but the memory charm needed to be done because he wasn't functioning.
1: He wasn't quite ready, and I blame his upbringing on that. Mm-hmm. Um, the character was not ready to deal with with this magnitude of magic, and to give him the memory charm helps him through this rough period. Because you can really come down on either side in this argument, and there are good arguments on both sides. You can defend this or condemn this, and I really defend it, because Dudley was not ready to deal with this memory charm, and he was just emotionally not mature enough to deal with this and maybe he'll be capable of dealing with it when the memory charm finally wears off or breaks or whatever the terminology is Mm -hmm. that it finally does hit him properly
2: yeah Mm -hmm.
0: and i don't know this for sure because it's been a while since i've read the end of this but i kind of get the impression that it's going to wear off slowly so that you know memories are going to trickle in a little bit at a time and he can deal with them a little bit at a time until he gets them all
1: Uh,
4: And
0: I could be wrong about that, but that's kind of the impression I have.
4: That would make sense.
1: I don't remember it being specifically addressed as such.
4: As a plot Just in general, it was a a very well-written arc because usually, well, I don't know usually, but a lot of times, having a subplot that goes on for this many chapters, before you get to this point, you would be going, okay, get on with it already, just give him the charm. Mm -hmm. But... uh But. Now we'll never know what. <laughs> we'll never what know. the hell? Um, but, um, but, but it developed through all of these chapters. There was a, enough other stuff happening as well. It wasn't just the story of Remus and Dudley and the memory charm.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: So you could, it could stand to last this long, and it, it worked out really well with the story. Honestly,
1: um, I never got a chance to say in my notes on chapters one through nine and what i was expecting this fic to be was more of a story of remus growing close to dudley kind of doing what he did with harry which is see a boy who's lost and step in to guide him through his personal inner darkness in a nice sort of after school special kind of way only with death eaters and <laughs> i i didn't really get that from this i really would have liked to have seen some scenes from Dudley's point of view more. I would have liked to have gotten in his head a bit more rather than seeing Remus's point of view interacting with Dudley. I don't know that it would have made for a necessarily stronger fic, but it would have made for a different sort of fic. Mm -hmm. um, Because as much time was uh, and as much attention was paid to the Sirius plotline and the Tonks plotline, which is right and proper but i would have appreciated more of the dudley plotline being addressed here as it is it feels like it sometimes plays second fiddle and i feel that's a detriment i feel that you can tell a good story from dudley's perspective and i was disappointed to not have that here
0: i can see your point this is i think written as a Tonks remus more and the Dudley is just, you know, kind of the way that we have them getting together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would have been harder to have, you know, it. we would only see it from his point of view in one of the interludes because this is all from Remus's point of view except for the interludes. Right. So I don't know how well she could have fitted in.
1: Well, honestly, um, I'm glad you pointed that out to me because I didn't realize it was entirely from Remus's point of view, I thought for sure we get a lot of Sirius in there, so it didn't feel like it was entirely from Remus's point of view.
0: It's pretty much Remus's point of view, except for the interludes, which are when he's a werewolf, and then we go to other people's points of view. Okay. And that's what the interludes are. Okay. And that's where you see the different, like, when we saw the birthing and and things like that.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. Because honestly, when I first started this, when I, I read the Summary And I said, oh, great, this is going to be a a lovely tale uh, between Remus and Dudley, and we're going to see Dudley learn things about bullying, why he bullies his own daddy issues, and give us a reason for being the decent guy that we get in later canon-esque fics, and perhaps the canon, I don't know, it's been too long since I read the canon books Mm -hmm. six and seven. Um, but my impression is that Dudley becomes, if not a great guy, at least a somewhat decent guy. And maybe I'm wrong in that. Maybe it's just too much fic. But no, I sort of expected does. i expected Dudley to shift in that direction. But I'm on the title. And I expected Remus to be a catalyst in that. And that's why I was enjoying the memory charm plot line so much is because I expected Dudley to want to unlearn what he has learned but ultimately be denied and he wasn't denied he gets the memory
4: charm
0: Right, but mm-hmm. I think in the end he gets the memories back I, like I said it's been a long time since I've read the end of this mm-hmm. and I haven't read the last chapters you know I'll read the next, last chapters for next week when we do it
2: Okay, But
0: that's the memory I have of this, is that it does come back, and he does learn to deal with it. Okay, editor,
1: cut this, but having finished the fic not too long ago, that's not what happens. Okay. That may happen in a later fic in the series, but it doesn't happen in the body of the story okay. now, because as you say, it is from Ramus's point of view.
2: Yeah. yeah.
4: Personally, I'm just... And enjoying the little mental earworm now of. And now, the Hallmark After School special with 40% more Death Eaters!
1: (laughs) (laughs) And and I do say, I I do want to say that I love Petunia and how completely racist she is when she's talking about that old Jew. And. (laughs) she's just she's very much in character
0: oh yes
1: saying the things that she says and i don't agree with her in any sense but i i do like that she is in character
2: mm-hmm.
1: talking about joe in a very negative light and worrying that mr., that the new mr lewis might try and touch dudley in a funny way and uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> she petunia made me laugh in this fic
0: well, Petunia is Petunia. You just can't go much yeah. further than that. So
4: yeah. I'm still enjoying it. I really, I enjoy this entire fic really, and uh, mm-hmm. I hope I will be able to be here. Um, I guess I won't probably be here for the last section, but I might be able to um, record some things or something like that. I don't know what'll happen. Yeah, two people
1: doesn't work if somebody suddenly has to
4: use the bathroom.
2: Right.
0: So. I think that's an, an interesting
4: point. What do you think, Jen? Crickets. <laughs> Crickets.
0: Do- yeah. All right, well, I think we're, you know, into, like, hour four of this thing, so we're going to say good night. And
4: <laughs> good night, everybody. We'll, good I night, hope you, everybody. Yep. I hope you've been enjoying our coverage, and uh, come back again and listen to the last one. Yay! It'll be a good time. (laughs) Guaranteed.
0: (laughs) Bye.
1: Bye.
4: So hold on to the wonder that those books brought to our
1: lives. Keep each other safe. Keep faith.
2: Good night.